Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live in Technicolor from the beautiful Hollywood Hills, California. The show where the total retail price of their advice is zero dollars. This is Timelines Talk. Featuring guest stars, the fact of the matter is, oh my, it's stars and garters. Also featuring, more like command dip suck, look out, it's Automaton 2000. And now, there's no way he gets this intro right. Here's your host, Captain Idol. Yes, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another, another fantastic 100% organic premium, uh, best fuel you can put in a car that I can't gluten-free. Locally sourced? Locally sourced? Locally sourced, pesticide-free timelines show devoted to talking about Star Trek timelines. Welcome, guys. (laughs) It's another another show, another week, and even though we did one last night, we're still prepped and raring to talk about what has been happening today with the crew unveiling of the Mega this week. Oh, my word. This week we'll I don't know what you're talking about. I thought we were going to come on here and do like an hour and a half of Beholder Meters. Yeah, well, we've we've got some. Yeah, that's all we do. There's nothing. There's, no, there's nothing here. By the way, if if you're still itching for more uh, honor sale polls, you can go back and check. We did a video last night with a lot of the guests you can expect to see this Saturday at the uh, charity stream for Child's Play. So, if you haven't gotten enough um, B golds yet, you can go back look through there. There were some very bad decisions made. There were <laughs> some so. questionable decisions. Also, some questionable beholds as well. I won't spoil it for you, but there were a few hands and heads moment from all of us. <laughs> it's like, oh god! I'll, I'll give one spoiler: no, no Varguses to be had by Idol. There was so, no Varguses. Yeah. There was something worse, but there was no Varguses. Um, <laughs> before we start the show, our reminder: this Saturday, this very Saturday, we will be doing our charity show for Child's Play Charity. You can join us at five PM GMT or thirteen, I believe it's thirteen hundred Eastern. Check your daylight savings times. Uh, okay, I know it's five p.m. One GMT. o'clock Eastern. One they, o'clock they don't Eastern. do army time in the U.S. You know. <laughs> okay, one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, the U.S. doesn't have a standing army. It's <laughs> just, it's <laughs> no, they're all currently sitting somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will be doing our charity show at that time, so please come and join us. It's going to be a long show. We've got a lot of guests. A few of them you can see on the previous video we did last night. Uh, we'll be doing beholder meters. We'll have people on for talking about the data core. We'll be having donation goals, which we've been going through the last couple of days trying to get some interesting and fun stuff to do um we will have wicked realm games coming on it's going to be a long show there's going to be a lot to do um you can donate on the night we will have a link ready for you to do that and just as a pre-warning the link donation only takes paypal um so if you're currently setting up and thinking of the night oh no i don't need to do that just Get it sorted if you want to donate. And just as a reminder, and I said this last week, you know, even if you know, you see people donating like two, three, four hundred uh, dollars worth of things, you don't have to do that. And like, if you if you spend or donate what you feel comfortable with, if you only want to donate a dollar, you still get a shout out. You can still put your text, and we will read these. Uh, bearing in mind if it's clean enough, we will read it out, um, regardless of the amount. And even if you say you can't donate. Come and turn up, come and join in, join in chat, come and talk to us. We'll be here for quite a significant amount of time, and it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting to that really hype stage where it's going to happen. 
Did you guys ever have those 90s, 80s infomercials where they would say, <laughs> send a self-addressed stamped envelope to P.O. Box, blah, blah, blah? Like, that, that's a, yeah. it, if you don't have PayPal, you can always send a, a self-addressed stamped you have envelope. the phone-ins, too. everyone on the phones, on the row, and the benches, <laughs> on the game show kind of stage, didn't you? Oh, that's what we should yeah. do. Yeah, the, tele, the telephone. <laughs> the telephone, that's the one. <laughs> it would just be me staring at a phone like... <sighs> <laughs> Waiting for someone to call. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just like God. any other Saturday night. I was going to say, can you imagine we're doing call-ins, but that's kind of what we're doing Ooh, with the, the guests anyway. But yeah, The self-burn. It's going to be fun. Okay, so as always, we uh, start of the show, we usually uh, we usually go for the events, and we go through the winners, the leader. This week, I don't know, I'm getting a bit... Stars, are you getting a bit tired of it? I'm kind of, you know, I think it's... I don't think we should pay a particular attention this week. I think we should skip this entire Yeah, session, okay, so... There's nothing really to talk about. Nah, there's not much to talk about. Apart from... Very honour of Tormenton Tour... Automaton 2000 here. Did you get a significant score? Something, something on the top rank somewhere. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, a, well, before we get into that, because I, <laughs> because we we love our chat, and so since a few people have already asked, they're asking about citation advice. Honor sale is uh, the flavor of the week. We are going to do something for site advice, but but not what we've done in the past. Um, and actually, you can help us out right now. Think, uh, tell us. What crew, um, who you've got so far, who you're thinking about citing, who are your top citation names. And what we're going to do next week uh, in this space on Wednesday is go through uh, the most commonly requested names. So if they're Gary Seven, if they're Dexa, uh, Reunion, Spock and Kirk, whoever is on the top of your list, let us know in chat. You can send us an email, hit us up on WRG's forums. We're going to grab the top names and we're going to talk through them like we would do new crew on the show. So you'll see the card up on the screen with their stats. We'll let you know their highlights, their lowlights, um, if their art is worthy of your citations. And I think we'll do it that way uh, all in one batch rather than individually because we just don't have the bandwidth for that. We have too much <laughs> on our plates. But uh, I think that will serve uh, a lot of people nicely. Yeah, because like the way the old format worked was essentially we would get your data core profile and we would sort of like work out what your strengths and weaknesses, what are you, you know, like tailoring it to what your crest was. <laughs> but the problem was that getting everyone together for that and like doing the necessary research was just not like really like time it wasn't time efficient this is more of a case of here are some common names allow us to justify why you should take them so that you don't feel bad because everyone feels bad throwing sight on someone even if it's like the most obvious choice in the entire game because you're like oh what if i could have used it on this card that comes out like a three weeks later or whatever allow us to justify the decisions and spare you that remorse even if it's completely unjustified. <laughs> That's basically what the uh, intent is. <laughs> so cool. Okay, Auto, please tell us, how. what does it take to get a number one finish in a skirmish event? And specifically, I have to shout you out for getting exactly 27 million on the dot. I was very impressed with that when I saw that in the yeah, leaderboard. That, that was my little flare at the end of it. And, <laughs> little uh, flex. <laughs> And apparently, Universe Chat thought that that confirmed that I was uh, running a bot. What are the odds that I would land exactly on twenty-seven million? No, I believe I, the I last. Sorry, I believe the last time you got number one a few weeks back, and No Name Name was number two. No Name Name himself got an exact. He sort right, of flexed on that as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Don't well, worry. I, those people are just jealous that they can't do maths. It's <laughs> I got close. And then I had to take some damage on my ship so that I could take the hull repair option so I didn't accidentally get VP and screw up the numbers. So it, it was a little <laughs> finagling, but it, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
Yeah, so last time people are asking numbers. They wanted to know, know how many chronotons you spent, blah, blah, blah. So this time I have some numbers for you. So let me run down the, the big book of skirmish numbers. First off, 144,000 chronotons. So that was, uh, you start with X amount, and then I ended up 144,000 lower. So that's whenever you get through voyages and, and cadets and stuff over the weekend. I had 33 premium pulls drop um, from the after battle rewards, and I got no beholds from them. So it was a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of honor. I spent 100 dilithium. That was 10 accidental clicks at the end of battles, which was was uh, way too high for my liking. But when you're tapping that much, it's bound to happen. So I, I'm not going to ticket for that. It is what it is. But it, I guess it's an illegitimate win then, since I spent dilithium, <laughs> 100 dilithium. A whole hundred dilithium. What a what scoundrel you are! <laughs> I I slept for seventeen hours in total. The last two nights were five hours each. So it, actually, the second half was it's, easier than the, the first half. It's not too bad. I gained ten captains levels. I went from seventy nine to eighty nine. Um, there were over there were about forty bot checks. I stopped counting after thirtieth. <laughs> but you know, they kept they kept asking me if who's Kirk, who's Spock, who's Cisco, um, about forty times I think. I ended up up three hundred and forty two thousand honor, which was really the reason why I wanted to do this before the honor sale. So two hundred seventy thousand of that from the skirmish, twenty thousand for a level achievement, and then I ended up sixty seven million credits from warping all those missions. So I just turned them into to credit packs, and I got forty fifty two thousand honor from that as well. So it, it was a lot of honor. And then we should uh, change your name from we should change your name from Automaton to Exchange Two Thousand because it's just a currency <laughs> exchange at this point. The stocks it's are like, high. Well, what's what's the going rate for credits to honor? Oh, it's about this. Once you're in the matrix, you don't. I like, like this crew. Your your fingers mm. just keep wanting to do the same thing. And then I only got one legendary pull star from the ten constellations from ranking. So oh, you pulled them last night, was, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can see that and see that on the stream last night if you want to go back. So, yeah, that, no, I won't spoil what happens there, but it is fun. <laughs> so, let me ask you: Would you have put? Because I remember you saying the last skirmish that you you got number one. You actually got a fair amount of sleep. You were saying this is quite relaxed. This skirmish, how much yeah. pressure did you feel from uh, number two captain skirmish? It was only I say only two million. Some of us only scored about two million, but only two million below you. I believe he was yeah, sort so of riding the, a little bit more. The thing is, you you want to. Any of you guys um, pondering a number one skirmish finish, you want to get out to a quick start. So the first few days, were they were pretty rough. Like, I stopped skirmishing when I realized that I had fallen asleep in the chair. And then I wake, my I, my eyes are open and, like, I lost the battle or something. I'm like, all right, I, I got to stop now. But if you build up a lead, that is a huge part of it because what you can do, from there it's all math. Like this is not Galaxy where you can turn everything in all at once and surprise someone. It's not um, Faction where Dilithium is the limiter in getting a number one finish. It's it's sort of once you have that lead, it's very important because you have, you can just math it out from there. I think at one point I was up 3 million on him. So I said, okay, if he's if he's going at 400,000 VP per hour, I would check check in at half hour intervals, hour intervals, try to make sure the pace is consistent. Once you have a lead, you can say, okay, I can sleep X amount of hours before I get back to it. So it, from uh, once you get the lead, it's sort of you kind of on cruise control from there. It's it's a pretty simple formula, but 
getting that lead at the start is, is brutal because you, you do have to forego sleep and everything else in your life until it's done. Actually, a big part of that is writing down. I went through all my crew and, and found out with my very childish handwriting. <laughs> found out all the all of the uh, items I needed, all the missions, where they were, and you leave them in the crew open so you can just go through and warp 10 really quickly. So um, I tried to do that all at the beginning. Because believe it or not, sitting there warp 10 over and over and over, or warp 1 if you're VIP 0, takes takes a lot of time. It can take hours of a skirmish if you, if you need that much intel. So trying to minimize that time is one thing you can do at the beginning to speed things up. So... Um, I will hopefully never ever do that again in a full skirmish. <laughs> until but I'll try and dissuade you, but I just don't think I'll be able to. <laughs> we'll wait till next time. <laughs> yeah, you work. Simon Orion woman turns up. It's like that's it. <laughs> if it's a Chakotay reward, I might consider it. Uh, we'll get onto that. Um, so you have your five Spocks. What have you done? We'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, reunion Kirk and Spock again. But uh, what have you done with them? Have you decided to just go for one felter pan, or have you have you gone for the just one of the fusion? Well, I, I wasn't really enamored with the the reward. He was sort of a means to an end to get the fusion crew. So I peeled one star off, made the fusion crew. We used our uh, I think I think most of us used our um, honor sale citations to fuse them up this week. And then, so I had a four or five left at the end. And I thought, well, you know, you, you can't, if you win an event, that is a big deal. You can't like do your boy dirty and leave him at four stars. So I, I put aside, I happily put aside on him and finished him up and, and he will help me hopefully in this event this week. Videxa. Um, Okay. Uh, congratulations. Before we talk about event, before we talk about next week's event or the mega or anything, something else occurred. We had a little, uh, who's that Pokemon message from Wicked Realm Games uh, pop up, which was fantastic because like you, you yourself auto have said like, oh, I miss the times when they used to do the silhouette used to get, you know, there was the Thrax was the last one I recall. I can't remember if they've done any since. Um, Suspiria. A Suspiria. Oh, yes, yeah, of course. Yes. No, no, How we blocked that out of our memory. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, pre, yeah. pre us, pre us doing this show anyway. Um, yes, they, they did a new uh, Who's That Pokemon section and it came up as Captain Tribble? What? Uh, I think everyone saw the art just went, what are they smoking? And yes, that is the uh, Captain Tribble is a new addition to the Honor Hall. The Honor Hall? The Honor Hall. And much, <laughs> and much like uh, Bones McCoy, one skiller command has usurped uh, Pyrrhith Keiko for the base rank. Um, a lot of people are divided on this crew. I love it. I absolutely adore I it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I couldn't be happier, honestly. I think it's pretty Because it, it kind of fulfills this trend of, like... So I, I do like, if you look at the number one bases for each skill, you know, you've got High Roller Cisco, you've got, like, Hoshi Sato, you've got these, like, relatively iconic crew, and they make sense, and there's usually, like, one representative from each series, and they're, you know... But I like that with Command, they seem to have taken the tack of, let's just have a bit of fun with it, because it's like... What's the number one command been for the last year or three? Oh, it's been like most domineering wife of Star Trek, you know, like like Keiko possessed <laughs> by an evil prophet. That's pretty funny. And then it's like, what are we going to replace him with? Are we going to replace it with some kind of amazing Picard variant or some kind of, you know, like amazing cut? No, it's terrible. Let's have fun with it. And let's give him a very significant Star Trek number, you know, 1701. That's very so true. I like that they're, they're playing with it. They're having fun. I was watching through DS9 um, during the skirmish. And I happened upon that Pyrrhith Keiko episode, and I go, 
you know what? This makes so much sense because I hadn't seen it in a while. I go, this makes so much sense. She's bossing around Miles at every opportunity. And just as soon as he thinks he's out from under her thumb, she's like, no, nope, more work tomorrow. I'm like, all right, this actually, someone watched this episode and then said, hey, guys, I got an idea. And they went with it. And it, it sort of works. Now, I want to start a new tradition here um, as we theoretically move away from stats and get get in more of the flavor of the crew. And this is something that we sort of lamented months ago. They had stopped doing flavor text for crew, and now, now it's back. So I think let's do our due diligence, um, inspired by Captain Tribble, because it, his is hilarious. He says, a particularly perseverant Tribble troubles Kirk when it seizes the captain's chair during a dispute with Klingon forces. So have you guys seen the animated series episode that, it, that yes. he comes from? I have not, but Idol, who is the, the resonant Tasker, can tell us all about it. Uh, it's a it's a brief memory. I think I was half paying attention, but it is it it. Uh, do you know what? I, I will say Taz is great because I really enjoyed my time with it. It has its moments. It is a product of its time, much like the original series. And it's I, this was a, this was a good episode. It's a follow up to you know the trouble with Tribbles. It has Serrano Serrano Jones back again to peddle Tribbles back on people. Again. You know it, it's good, but they end up. I think it's something's different about the Tribbles in this episode. They, I think they replicate. They don't replicate outwards. They just get bigger, which is why you get this big Tribble in a chair. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm picturing because I know the other thing I know about Taz is that they have like an inflatable Enterprise. I'm kind of just wishing that you had like the inflatable Enterprise yes. towing a giant Tribble. I feel like that'd be appropriate. Taz is great. Everyone should watch Taz. If you can watch Lower Decks, you can watch Taz. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're totally the same, but, you know, it's what you (laughs) When this crew first came out, I thought, I sort of facepalmed. I'm like, come on, guys, really? I guess this goes back to, because when I first started playing, I saw the Honor Hall crew was Kalos. I thought that was so so cool. He's like, he's this giant mytho-historical figure. He's referenced constantly in Trek. He's like, the art was cool. The card was great. And I thought, oh, this is so great. And so he was my first purchase with Honor. And now we're done, like... I feel like each honor hall crew is taking a step down in like seriousness, I guess. <laughs> and so that part of it does bug me. But one thing I like about honor hall is it is a great stepping stone for new players. If you're struggling in gauntlet or you're struggling in voyager, or, or now if you're struggling on shuttles, this is a crew who's available any time of the year. Like you don't need to wait for the right event to come along. If you need help in that area, you can just buy it. So I do like that because we've had Gauntlet and, and Flox was more of a Voyage-centric. So I like that now they've they've gone to, to that third part of the triad, as it were, and give you a base crew who presumably will not be eclipsed for a long time. So from that point of view, it's sort of a safe investment. Not that anyone dropping 100,000 honor on Tribble is thinking about safe investment. They're thinking about <laughs> pink koosh ball. Yeah. <laughs> He's so fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually do want that as a little toy on my desk. It's a little Tribble in a chair. I would, I'd absolutely adore that. I think it'd be fantastic. So are you guys buying Tribble? Chat, are you buying Tribble? Trab, I, I think I will. I think after Honor Sale's done, I, I just want him. I, I, I can't think of a more like cathartic way to deal with, like, you know what, I'm going to have a slightly different outlook to the Honor Sale mm. than after the Honor Sale is completed and I'm completely flush and I was like, 100k Honor, spend it on Tribble. Because that's like emblematic of... No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hoard for the entire year. I want to just actually spend honor where I want to. Yeah. So nothing more emblematic and cathartic, I think, than spending on a, a stupid one skill crew that make me laugh. 
Like you know, like you say, you re-look at your outlook on on things. You know, as well, we'll talk about power creep and stat, and you know the game in a minute. But um, I I want Beverly Picard not because the card's any good. She's okay, but and certainly wouldn't do anything for me. But I love I love that last episode of TNG, all good things, and I love Captain Beverly Picard. I want to get her at some point, but I'm always like we we're talking about toxic relationship with honor. I've never been thinking, oh, that's not a wise investment. No, I shouldn't get. Well, no, I think I think. Going forward, I'm going to get my Tribble, I'm going to get my Nanoprobe Flocks and my, my Beverly Crusher. Yeah, and it's, it's also, it's worth noting that I, I accidentally bought Beverly Picard, I think maybe a year and a half ago. And I looked at it and I was like, I could technically like you know ask customer service to take this back and I get my 100k on a bag. But then I was like, you know, I'll play around with her in Gauntlet and I'll report back and see how, how good she actually is because I was more involved with the book book at that time. And then I look back and I think about like you know this on a sale, and I'm like, do I actually really miss having that 100k on? Or did, would it really have changed my life? And I think, like you know, like Captain Beverly Picard hasn't done anything amazing for me, but the fact of the matter is, um... yes, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that one's for you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> is that like I didn't miss that 100k honor? There wasn't a massive 100k honor hole in my heart mm. where I was like, "Damn, I shouldn't have spent it." I was just like, "You could have got two more trash beholds." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's just like I, I think moving away from that toxic relationship and just like getting back into a regular flow of actually spending honor and investing it more regularly, I think is gonna be a lot better for like the long term prospect of the game. And so he's we have fluffy. Clone Wars in chat. We have Clone Wars in chat. Stephen Reed is going to buy Tribble. Stephen and Cinda is not. So. <laughs> Anyone who's not noticed, by the way, uh, fully fused Tribble's bait. You can say he because there is an invisible male. Uh, oh, that's true. Hidden yes. trait for Tribble. So well, they're all born pregnant, <laughs> so should be female, really. Well, yeah, just going with right what now. the game. Unless it's a seahorse. Going with what the game tells us. Seahorses hold babies for anyway no more whatever <laughs> all right so anyway <laughs> if you haven't noticed fully fused uh it its base is 1701 a nod to the enterprise so that that was a nice touch and statistically it still fits right in that that great spot where he eclipses everyone else and this is what I'm going to say, like, because we were talking, or you, you, you know, more, you were talking about, you know, how how you tear him and Bones McCoy being these stupidly monstrous one skillers. Like, where uh, do you tear we, someone? We don't. There? Exactly. We're, we're not gonna. We, like, come on. This whole thing is a construct of fun. So, I think we made the decision. We're not gonna tear this crew. It's gonna be the only crew in the game without a tear. It's just a fun thing. If you use, if you want the shuttle help, like. Everybody knows what the screw is for. It's for shuttles and daily shuttles and command seating. And if you don't do that, then you don't need them. So, mm. um, DC Pilot uh, says, if, we get, in sorry, if we get a few more crew, we can also have a whole Taz of Voyage eventually. Yes. Oh, that'd be good. If what, you what want to invest like in more Commodore Robert April, <laughs> as soon as they release a collection, Auto is going to be all over it. It's got a stat boost. Yeah, true, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, DC Pilot in chat says uh, sorry number two faction award winner DC Pilot says I recommend buying Kalis I said it right this time I had to think for a minute I recommend buying Kalis for those who haven't and want to break the hoarding mentality okay, I, I second that Kalis is, is absolutely brilliant in, in uh, Gauntlet especially and if you get enough if you want to put the stars on him he won't be wasted sure yeah our buddy um, plain simple Garrick did fully fuse him uh, this week with the sites from the honor sale and with the Klingon collection. I mean, if you want, if you ever wanted a justification, there you go. I think it's still like Voyager 50. So mm. 
you would you would use them from time to time there as well. Okay. And he's just cool. Let's yeah. move on. Uh, this week's mega, and I've just got to ping up the right image. No, not that one. Not that one. Cert oh yeah, there we go. This week's uh, mega announcement. We've got the next mega coming up, which is going to be aptly a costumed mega, seeing as we've had so many costume crew coming along. Uh, the mega crew you can get that's going to be running for the next four weeks after this event will feature, um, and I've got to get this right, he's Barry Waddle, also known as Arn Darwin. Barry Waddle, which is such a weird name, but uh, so you want to know something great? Like I'm already going to get right in there. He is introduced in Trials and Tribulations, which is the DS9 sequel episode. He is introduced by Wolf, and you have to listen to Michael Dawn like step in through like the, the threshold of the fight mess hall. He walks up to like O'Brien and Bashir, and he's like, "This is Mister Barry Waddle," and it's like <laughs> it, it, it sets the tone for that episode brilliantly. It's yeah. great. Yes, uh, I, I just can't help looking at him thinking Barry Manilow, but maybe that's just me, um, <laughs> just because of the name. But yes, if you have, he was a, a he was a one-off character in the original series from the Trouble with Dribbles. I came back for the DS9 episode, similar to the I'll be at the Klingons for Trials and Tribble. Trib cannot say it. Tribbleation. Uh, you know what I'm like for talking about things. Anyway, yes, he's back. He's the mega recurring crew. It's going to be costumed. There's going to be two faction events: a skirmish and the galaxy. No hybrids. Two faction events with a costume pool. Auto, how many people are in that costume pool? Uh, I'll answer that in a second. We have Nifty Mittens in chat, sided up Kalis today. Klingon number 60. Do you have an appropriate stream deck hit to, for the honor of Nifty Mittens actions? You must think me a fool to make your lies so transparent. <laughs> Not that one. Come on, be nice. I, on, I believe on. the word of a man called uh, Nifty Mittens. Uh -huh. You will have nothing. There we go. Except my honor. Sort of. Close enough. Nifty's here every week in chat, so yes, uh, no. kapla on Big your confused to Alright, there are... Oh, I probably should um, check that. I think it's about 120. Hmm. Professionalism. Hmm. Uh, 121 <laughs> right now, so Barry will make 122 plus however many we get from the event. Now this could go one oh, or no, two ways. He's, single... he, he's not costumed. No. Humans who is sorry. So there, there's your one twenty-two. So is this the biggest like mega pool just on its own, not counting variants for individual events? Yeah, by far. I think mm. the previous one was Discovery end of twenty nineteen. They had like which was like eighty. Yeah, it was like... just shy of eighty, and I think the Enterprise one was was kind of large as well because I think that was yeah. everyone from Enterprise, not just Bridge Crew. Mm. Yeah. So those two are kind of the high water mark. This one is fifty percent bigger than that. We've actually got two we faction events a, as well. Two faction events to use them in. Which we need is... a fifty percent value um, banner across <laughs> the top of the screen. <laughs> that is the best value, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So it goes faction, galaxy, skirmish, faction. No hybrid this time, mm -hmm. uh, and only one of those events will you get your purple fully fused. So, yes. ooh, a rare Ben sighting in chat. It's been a long time, Ben. You must uh, be very busy over there. Mm. Couldn't be anything going on, could there? Uh, anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so we're into this mega. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, dude, please excuse Don't me. Don't worry, just die. It's fine. I will. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Someone knows where I live, right? Um... <laughs> Imagine what he says to his enemies. <laughs> He just says it I don't have on. any enemies that are all dead. <laughs> Hang on, are we the only friends he has? Are we his friends? Anyway, um... <laughs> okay, Who are so you? Are you real? Only one of these purples... Right 
now. Only one of these purples will you get fully fused. Three out of four weeks, you're going to have him at three, four or so. Okay. You'll be Let... thinking citations. You'll be thinking recaps. Let's well, start with... I was with... going to say, this is probably the single best mega for recaps in ever. Already. Well, it dovetails nicely with um, costume because so they did a trial run with this uh, last year. They did the mirror collection and then they did the mirror discovery mega. Now they're doing it again: costume collection, costume mega. So yeah, recap should be on the table. We already know um, Barry and Dexa are two of the five, and they are very good crew statistically. And humans plus well, whatever yeah. costumes you can get for the collection. Yeah. So the recaps are looking pretty juicy so far. Let's talk about. Before we go on to the the real juicy one, let's talk about uh, Mr. Mandela, uh, Mr. Mandela himself, Barry Eng, Sec Med, for a recurring is an extremely rare combination. And again, like we said, we're not going to keep going on about Voyage rankings, but they will bloody throw a top 30 Voyages at us lately. But he is, he is in the top 25. Like he is number 25. He's got a good you know, pair rankings, number one in the NSEC Voyages. Like, this is this is a really good recurring crew, not just for, you know, you look at Nanoprobe Flocks, you think, oh, I've got my Med there for, for the Honor Pull. You've had uh, various med options in Megas over time, but, the you know, and even Medic Reno if you want to cite her. But to get four or five with this kind of rare combination is really nice. Yeah, no, like, this This makes me think of, like, times when we were, like, looking at, like, uh, Cure's God and thinking, God, we're so lucky, or, like, you know, just some <laughs> jam, like, oh, this is the best Mega Crew we've had yet. And now you look back at it and you go, who are these fucking losers? And it gives us, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, they, who would have thought we'd actually get an Engimed crew for, for Mega? That's pretty nuts. Actually, when I first saw the skill set, I'm like, oh, he's not going to be a good Voyager. Like, they don't give with two hands. Yeah, You either get true. the skill set the or risk. you get the, the... Or the command dip side, but with good power. So, this was a surprise. And he's a Klingon. Uh, to carry on the, the, the new he's tradition, Klingon. a Klingon intelligence operative disguised as a human merchant. Barry was trapped on Cardassia Prime during the Klingon-Cardassian War. And of course, now, he's from Trials and Tribulations, as we Yeah, said. if I recall correctly, he says that he deals mostly in Kivas, Gemstones, and Trillium, which Kivas I believe would be that same thing that Cyrano Jones also traded in, I believe. Ah, uh, yes. They were very strong continuity in that episode, which I appreciate. I always remember. So I'm like, looking forward to equipping like a bomb triple. The the bit I always remember is is uh, they they made a big splash of that episode, didn't they? They wanted to sort of really point out the production of it, and they said we're using the technology mm. from Forrest Gump to superimpose. Yeah. And to this day, it is still stunning, like to how they oh, it, integrated. Oh, it excellently. It really does. Like it's yeah. no just sort of like really bad green screen of them standing awkwardly. No, no, they put them straight in there. It was done really well. Yeah, in fact, I I remember the um they because they were look, like looking at what we're going to do for our anniversary episode, and like Voyager came up with its own solution for flashback. But with this, I remember they were thinking about it and they were like, well, one of the tech guys has got this like demo we want to show you. And it was literally um, a scene from TOS and it would look completely normal, nothing going. And then one of the tech guys stepped up in the actual footage and was like, hello, and it looked completely seamless. <laughs> and that was their tech demo. And like, look, we can do this and it will look good. Yeah. Like a little demo. And that was kind of like how they managed to mm. prove to the executives, no, we it's worth the CGI money for this. It's worth it. I think when they're all standing so, in the line, when they're getting grilled by Captain Kirk for starting the fight, yeah. and O'Brien's standing there, that's the kind of bit that stands out the most. It's like, he's, he's there. You know, he's, he's like, you wouldn't believe he wasn't actually in that episode to begin with. You'd have to go back and re-watch I like it. Captain Kirk. Would <laughs> Keiko have been there to see it? <laughs> if you've ever seen those remaster videos... 
um, for Blu-ray or whatever, they'll show you the old footage and then they'll do the wipe across the screen and they, and they yeah. you see the new footage. So I think they've done that. I don't know where it was, but um, it's some behind the scenes thing. They, they do the original, the lineup of the, the guys getting grilled by Kirk and then they do the wipe and they show O'Brien and Bashir there in their place. And it's, it's well done. That was on my, my watch list during a very long skirmish as well. And, it holds up well and actually holds up better than the the space battle stuff because for decades, DS9 was sort of the gold standard for ship battles. A lot of Dominion stuff, season six and seven, they had these big epic ranging ship mm-hmm. battles that you had not seen before. Like you'd see Picard on the Enterprise like one-on-one firing phasers or whatever, but this was a big scope. And, <laughs> and, and watching through that, I realized, you know, you can buy a twenty dollar game on Steam right now that would that would do better in ship battles than than their big budget production back then. But but the 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 uh, the trouble and trials and tribulations video where they superimpose the people that that was that still holds up pretty well, I think, um, against current tech. And it's just a very very fun episode as well because you can you can tell that everyone involved is having a great time. I think Terry Farrell was probably over the moon because she's a massive TOS mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's so it's and, so funny because she she um, she compliments Spock being cute, and then she goes on to marry Spock's mm-hmm. uh, 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 Leonard Nimoy's son. Oh, so. That's true, actually. Yeah, that's Adam Nimoy. Fun. Yeah, it's a fun little thing. <laughs> I do love that setup as well because like you know, Cisco's like poking around in like a little junction. He's like you know, Kirk had quite the reputation as a ladies man, and she's like, not him. Yeah. Well, this is true. And, like, actually, yeah. just, uh, that little... and then Cisco looks back like, what? And it's like, no, Cisco, you must know that people look at Kirk, but they go for Spock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the uh, one of his, before we get too far away, this is the recurring mega. So okay. let's, let's mm. give him his, let's give his, his time. One of, the, one of his traits is undercover operative, and that is very closely entwined with costume, I think. There's a lot of situations where... Um, because people are like, why is the recurring mega not costume? Well, he's it's not really a costume, it's it's cosmetic surgery. And if you give him costume, what about Cardassian Kira and Jodmos and all of these crew who are undercover? Recall Troy, maybe they were altered, but they're not, it's not like a costume, it's more like their job. So there's a very fuzzy line, and I have a, a very long rant about their costume traits, which you know, we may have to shelf this week, but it's a very fine line, so. Undercover operative and costume is sort of very closely entwined in this whole mega theme. Yeah, the whole sort of thing is like the distinction kind of has to be context, whereas like costume to me puts in the mind of, you know, this is like a casual thing of, oh, we're hanging out in the holodeck or we're, you know, like we're just having a bit of fun. Whereas undercover operative implies to me danger if you're discovered, you know, an actual like espionage type thing. That's the kind of context I imagine is the distinction, but it isn't always the most consistent. And I don't blame them for that because it is like a case of you literally have to have someone sit down, watch the episode, and then judge the content. Which yeah. I wish it were my job to do that. Uh, you know, work for WRG, get paid a paycheck, and then like have to watch Star Trek episodes and go, "Yeah, this one's costly." We we should have a new fun <laughs> a fun game. We'll pick some six some random crew from Star Trek and be like, "Are they costumed? Are they undercover operative? You decide." So, War from Chain of Command <laughs> in the black suit, undercover operative, yeah. undercover operative. <laughs> Uh, I can't think of any others. That was the only one that came into my head. <laughs> okay. Never do and stuff like that. Neither. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, Ben in chat says, I'll be on the charity stream on Saturday with a few other devs. We are very excited, though I warn you that I did not create a cipher or a teaser for anything new. Yes, so I think we did mention that as well uh, for the charity streams. Yes, we're just coming on, have a chat, have a roundtable discussion, just talk about their, their roles, about what they do in Wicker Realm Games. If so, you wish to know what these people are like as human, as beings, human beings, which they are, you can come and see them act like human beings. And oh. that's what it's going to be because yeah. the, uh, we're we're all going to have fun doing honor polls and stuff. But the uh, the theme of the evening and afternoon and possibly morning is is child's play and a charity for children. So, um, you've all seen Funko Picard before, and I I have a a few other toys laying around. I know you guys have tons of toys laying around for uh, for Star Trek, for sci-fi, for stuff from your childhood that's been great so I, that's sort of the direction that we're, we're going in um but I, i'm sure there will be a little bit of, of wrg um business talk in there and in the and their roles and and yeah. all that sort of stuff too but it'll be a little mix of everything okay uh moving on with the uh other the big news of this mega is bearing in mind that shan is looking at the stats of this crew but oh my the, word! The quote, the quote from her is: "Human Saru is getting reviewed. Stay tuned." So, Human Saru stats launched. He's the number one Voyager. We just had a number one Voyager. Well, we had a number one Voyager turned into a number two Voyager, then turned into a number one Voyager, and now we've got a new one who just absolutely apes it. Not only that, okay, Command Dipsy, whatever, is also in two recent collections. And Human Saru, who I absolutely love, which I want to talk about that episode as well, by the way. Mm. Um, I absolutely love Human Saru. This is outstanding. After Auto, you were saying very recently, like, you want to shake up the top ranks. We've only had so many sort of new voyages pushing the route. Well, Rini and Spock and Kirk are here. Here is Human Saru kind of now upsetting Braxton's long, long reign at the top of the, the leaderboards. Yeah, if we assume that the stats hold... Um, this is true. Yes, there is a, a pause it, on that. Yeah, this would be. I don't know if singular is the right word because he shares a lot of attributes with our crew. But the the numbers out there right now, like like when this dropped, I just I was, I was scratching my head and I was squinting at the screen for like a half hour. Like, you were like, "Am I still skirmishing? Did I not actually finish? Am I still trapped in this purgatory? Is this a fever Am I dream? imagining new crew?" Even Saru is shocked. Look at me. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> so they they've done this before with base crew bones tribble uh tr captain tribble sato like they have given crew big base leads before and they generally hold on to it and like we talked before uh last week about reunion spock and kirk sometimes these crew happen big monster stat crew who and then they'll they'll dip back into the the regular week to week here's this crew and they slot in average or whatever but uh for a voyager, a voyager to eclipse has been. This is like this has never happened before, and I know we talk about a lot about voyages um, on the show because that, that's an important gameplay part for us and for a lot of people. And you think about a name like Braxton. When Braxton debuted, he was only thirty-five points ahead of Gary Seven. Saru is two hundred and two points ahead of Braxton. So this is like order of magnitudes mm. bigger gap. It's like it's him, and then it's everyone else. So. You know, you can say the skill set isn't great, and it and it isn't, but just the sheer statage that you can pack onto your voyage, you can boost all the ancillary skills, you can uh, avoid failing those early skill checks. Like, if the stats hold, me personally, I'm going to slot him onto every voyage 
every voyage, no matter the combo going forward, and then use the other 11 crew to balance the stats because he just the raw stats. Statage. Sheer statage. It's like wattage, but it's, yeah. it's sheer statage. What's your milli stats? And not only that, <laughs> he does have the number two dip base as well. So it's it's like it's a huge because mm. before you had that big that big gulf between Sato and everyone else. He bridges that quite well. He's he's closer to Sato than he is to everyone else, which is crazy. So for it's, it's sort of like Sato, lead crew. It's sort of like. Uh, Professor Sato and Captain Braxton fused together into one crew. Like he's got the base, and they got made the Doug like Jones. you guys said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's what it would look like if you fused together. But. And and like you said, he does have those two great collections. Even if they tweak the stats, he's still going to be costumed. I presumably costumed exobiology, which that's, I think yeah. everyone probably everyone needs costume crew still. So, um, you know, even if they pull his stats down back to earth. Even with average stats, you have good collections. Uh, Saru's had a faction event in, in every year, 2017 through now. So you're going to get some usage there. Um, and in combination with Dexa, who we know is a is a fantastic voyager, Barry Waddle, good power clan collection. Like this is really shaping up to be an all-star gold power type of mega. I mean, that's three out of the six golds that are no doubt worth shooting for. <laughs> that's. Yeah, yeah, if we can three skip back, yeah, yeah. they said there are going to be uh, three new crew on the last week of the Mega, yeah. which is sort of a departure. And really get, yeah, so I don't know if that's yeah. going to be two purples and a gold or, or how they're going to work that. But Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Well, it's nice to see them like, like mess with the format a little bit because it's like, mm. you know, Megas have become such a regular occurrence that it's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what it's about. But going like extra crew, it's like, oh, okay, it'll be interesting. Something to look forward to. You don't immediately have everything <laughs> planned out in your head. You have my attention. <laughs> Stephen and Sinan Chat, aka uh, Genos Danian, yeah. is gonna from the man who brought you Q Hefner now brings you Saruman. I can see it. <laughs> so um, I'll talk a little bit about the episode because I think stars. You know, you've you've watched this with me. Auto, you're not as keen, but I think you have watched it. But I think I haven't stopped talking since we started. So it's your it's fine. Your <laughs> turn to, to talk about the show. Fly the flag, yeah. <laughs> so. I think you'll agree with me, Stars, that the season three overall, pretty good. That finale was was mm, The actual up and down. final episode was a little bit... Oh, it, was, it was merely okay. I don't think it was nearly as strong as the season two yeah. in the finale. Um, sorry, that's me. That's I fine. Open. Um, but, I think, <laughs> but I think the, the best thing about uh, that two-part, regardless of whatever you thought, the scenes with Saru... And them on the oh, yeah. hollow deck ship mm-hmm. were the kind of the high point of that, which is nice that they're acknowledging it here. Yeah, no, like I definitely think that in terms of like, because it's always this thing with um with alien actors on uh, Star Trek is where it's you have to emote through the prosthetics, and it obviously it varies from prosthetic to prosthetic. Like someone like Michael Dawn has a relatively easy time of it because like you, know, you can still see his eyes, you can still see most of his face, it's just the forehead. Um, you must then, like, you have... see the fire in your eyes. <laughs> well, I was about to say, and then you have people like Lavar Burton who have the most amazing, gorgeous eyes, and then they put white contacts and a visor on them for seven years. <laughs> and it's like, let the man emote, because like I think you'll both agree with me that the, one of the best scenes in Orb Insurrection is that moment between Geordie and Picard when you when his eyes are growing oh, back yeah. and you can finally see the sunset for the first That's time. Really good, yeah. and it's really genuinely emotional because Harper just acted with his eyes. We talked about this um, last week. Fuck, is Insurrection good? 
we coming to this pretty good. I, I, I would agree with I that. love it. Um, I personally yeah, yeah. love it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't hold up as well as First Contact, but I still think it's a great fun time. I was just going to say, in terms of Warm Blanket, which is why I watch Star Trek, I prefer Insurrection to First Contact. I, I, can, I can see the logic there. Um, but it's a case of, like, you know, with different prosthetics, you had different emotions. Like, the Klingon um, makeup for Season 1 of Discovery was infamously hard to emote through, and people had complaints about it, especially how the teeth made the um, Klingon language sound. Um, but no matter what the prosthetic, like, Doug Jones, who is, like, renowned for He's this kind prime. of character work, yeah. he is the man. Yeah. He is who you get when you want someone to convey emotion through, uh, through makeup, because he is just... Such a weird beanpole, amazing strangeness of a man. He's a strange noodle, um, and so when you get to take the makeup off and let him just emote, you get some really amazing it's work. Really and as I good. recall, the um, uh, was it Sukal? I Sukal, think his name yeah. The Kelpian. He has a similar background to Doug Jones. I believe he's like works in like vaudeville, or whatever like that, or like a like classic like um, theater. Um, and they have they, they have to choose a very particular kind of actor to do this kind of emotion. Their scenes were obviously two professionals recognizing like mm -hmm. and then just going for it. And they elevate what would otherwise be kind of like relatively standard material of, you know, you've got to go out and see the world, you've got to stop being afraid. And they elevate it because they are just such professional actors and they get to have so much, like, not so much fun because it is like quite heavy stuff. But they get to just relish in the work and really like work it, and that, that, that's always fun yeah. to have in Star Trek. There is work it, girl. There is one theme <laughs> with Saru, which is one of the kind of only constant themes. One of my complaints about season three of Disco is they kind of wasted a lot of the threads they set up, unless they're going to pay them off. Mm. Like I've, I've spoken before about sort of Tilly's arc was a bit like it went ah no no nothing happened to it, you know. Mm. But with Saru, he kind of you know when they emerged in the thirty second century, he found out Kelpius joined the Federation and like all this, and he was very happy and like he was devoted to his work but then he kind of with Sukal and like finding the holoship he found a little bit of heritage we kind of explored a bit more of the uh post 23rd century kelpian society uh with them interacting with the baul and how they uh, evolved and what happened with this child and i think that was actually one of the the better storyline in season three over the the whole burn thing was kind of the main plot line but i thought this was more emotionally serious and they kind of they both reflected it i thought that was the, the definite high point of that series reflected in in human saru so that was and for yeah, anyone and, who and hasn't it... watched it and wondering why is he human um and like with they've announced in the mega you're gonna get um... oh, hold on flavor text oh please I'm please the flavor text. go on you do the flavor malfunctioning text. The top <laughs> a malfunctioning hollow program <laughs> aboard the wreckage of the ksf kiev Made yep. Saru appear human. Yes, yeah. They, yeah. they basically there they him, uh, Burnham, Culber, and eventually Adira burn beam down into this and Gray. Oh, and oh, Gray as well. Yes, of course. Beam yeah. beam down into the holodeck ship, and they all kind of go, "Oh, Culber, you're a Bajor, and Burnham, you're a Trill. What's going on?" But they've been <coughs> uh, changed to sort of be more safe in reflective appearance to the young. Sukal, who was not used I, to outsiders. I absolutely loved that mm. little thing because it, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't actually matter, uh, apart from like allowing like like Doug Jones. Like they really didn't have to change, um, you know, Sneaker Martin Green or Wilson Cruz yeah. or any of these like actors. But it's just a case of it's fun and it's like yeah. cool to see them in the different makeup. And it's also just I love the Bajoran race. I love like the lore yeah. that got set up for them in DS9. And Wilson Cruz makes an amazing like Bajoran. Like he looks great. Um, and it's just, 
it's a little bit of fun in what was otherwise a relatively serious, like, you know, two-parter. Because you always get to, you, that's part of the fun of, like, the holodeck episodes, is getting to see people in roles they otherwise mm. wouldn't be able to take. Um, and getting to see Grey as a Vulcan and uh, Adira yes. as um, yeah. a Zaheen. Like, I thought they were very interesting twists and, like, getting to see the dichotomy between, like, what these characters normally are like and what the computer yeah. is allocated for them. Like I don't know, I thought I I I really liked like Discovery season three. And I thought it ended. I think it ended fine. It, it didn't as, end as strongly as season two, but not everything can. As an aside, um, <clears throat> one of my favourite things is when uh, Adira is talking to Stamets. This is in a different episode, but when Adira is talking to Stamets, mm. and she's you know obviously she's talking about Grey being part of the Trill Zahantara sort of ritual, but he's always there. He's not gone away. And there's the point where he Stamets just tells off the invisible Grey. He can't see him. He's like, "You be nice to her." Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? I, I love that moment. It's like Stamets is just completely like, "I'm accepting of this. This is I've seen crazier things." Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's also this thing of like I um, do mushrooms. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like uh, we, we we go through a mycelium highway. Like this Star Trek is what was it the Janeway said? Weird as part of the job. Like it's just kind of yeah. part and parcel. Like the idea that you would be like, "You're crazy," it's like, mate. <laughs> like, you wouldn't. That was not how you would approach this. Um, but like that was another like uh, little um, plot line I appreciated was like uh, Adira and Samets and um, Colbert getting to like create this little found family, which is always a theme in Star Trek, and yeah. I enjoyed that as well. Um, I hope we get to see like the because you mentioned that we're getting the rest of we're getting what Burnham and yes Culber Trill Burnham Bajor and Culber were announced. Uh, I might have to look through the answer. Uh, let me do the whole list, uh, and then yes. I want you guys yes. to tell me who you're most looking forward to: Dexa, Amal Chakotay. Come on, Human Saru, Bajor and Culber, Zahian Adira, Trill Burnham, mm. uh, Colonel West, Klingon West. Mm. Thelev, Ambassador Thelev, the Andorian, and From, Human Neelix. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Human yeah, Neelix in a minute. Trill Burnham. Yeah, I, I, I am really liked because uh, like Sonika Martin Green got a lot of like opportunity to act in the season three, like in did, ways yeah. that were unlike normal Burnham. Like between Mirror Burnham and between like having to act as like a hologram, I thought that was really a fun yes. scene. Um, so I imagine it'll probably be a relatively boring car, probably dips like on just like this this through. But I look forward to it, like. I just like seeing Burnham in different like modes, but that's my personal. What about I you? Will take, I will take any Burnham. Like I love the character. I think it's just probably my favorite character in Discovery. Like I know a lot of people are up and down, but like I, I do love that character. Her progression, her evolution through the series. Even though it's only been three series, like there has still been a definite evolution from where you see her in the Vulcan Hello, even in the flashback when she turns up as a young sort of mm. Vulcan protege to now her getting tripped out on sort of weird mind drugs and romping around the 32nd century with a guy with telepathic abilities. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good journey. I like it. People Chad, have to complain. Chad, who's on your... Well, Chad, who's on your list? Who are you, who are you guys looking forward to? Come on, you, you know it's Chakotay for me. You don't have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> as, long as, on, as long as Saru's on the screen, two things, because I rarely get into the disco love fest. Um, Doug Jones, it's, like, it's such a small thing. His arms, the way he floats his arms. It's Love like, it. give me, give me anything to differentiate yourself. Because you go through, if you ever marathon track, and nerds in chat, don't act like you never marathon track. Um, you go, you know, the alien of the week thing is like, whatever. They have a different nose. They're green. And it's like, the bad guys always talk like this. And they always make <laughs> threats. And, and, you know, and it's like, it's, it's, 
and that's one long been one of the criticisms. It's like, you know, why does everyone look human? Why do they all speak English? So it's like anything you can do to differentiate yourself. He feels alien when he does that. Mm -hmm. And I was watching some DS9 episode and I thought I saw someone do something, something different with their arms. I'm Doug Jones. Like that was my first thought. <laughs> you know, I thought, yeah. I thought, cool. They did something different to differentiate themselves. So he, he definitely nails that. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is, is the prosthetics like you talked about. I feel so much pity for these people. Um, that's the reason we had three Torazial actresses is because they, they couldn't stand the makeup. Cardassian makeup, especially the neck ridges, the face. It's like, it's so heavy and it's all over. And I was watching an inter interview with uh, Andrew Robinson, the guy who plays Garrick. And he said, that he actually had claustrophobia when he was younger. And so when he got the role for Garrick mm. and they put him in all the makeup at the end of the first day, he was like, he called his agent and he said, you got to get me out of this. I can't, you know, I have claustrophobia. I can't do all the makeup and stuff. And he ended up, well, I, I forget exactly how I put it, but he went to his happy place and he was able to work through it and he was able to deal with all that makeup and it puts that episode yeah. when when they're in the Dominion prison camp and he's yeah. cramped in the wall and he has that so severe good. anxiety attack from claustrophobia. That just makes it all the more poignant. But... I was about to say yeah, that and also the the wire where like it's revealed that for the first few episodes, uh, first few seasons, he's got like that uh, brain implant that's constantly feeding him yeah. like positive neurotransmitters, so that he's basically so constantly good. high. Like that, they definitely like bit of method acting there. Like that's pretty cool. Um, and one other thing that reminds me, because we're on a bit of a DS9 kick, is uh, one of the things I did like, even if it was very small touch, was that um, Bajorans clap differently. They clap like this. I've never oh, noticed that. Like, <laughs> it's, it, it's a really small thing, but if you ever watch a scene in DS9 where Curious Park Crown, everyone's like um, clapping, you will notice that she does it like that. Cause that's how I know some people that do that. I find it weird. You can't get a good... You can't get... You do that. You get a good sound, but you can't... Well, well to be fair, that hurts after a little while. So if you want to do I... it like English... <laughs> when I was in trouble as a child, my mom used to do that to me, and I knew she was not clapping for me. She was telling me, you better Bite not get it. <laughs> <laughs> little do we know that the Bajorans just have a different culture when it comes to uh, looking after their kids. This, this, um, is, this so, is booing. Uh, this is booing. I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> To put a bow on through, Ben and Chet did say Shane will be posting about his stats soon. So if we get that during the show, we'll relay that to you. Guys. Let us know. Let us Breaking know. news. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the forums. Listen, there's been another crew that's come up, uh, and we briefly spoke of him. That's an Amal Chicote. Pronounce that correctly. Don't misread it. Amal Chicote, super rare uh, NSEC dip. Again, another kind of rare combination. Another strong one for super rares. He's got some single digits in his rankings for super rare crew, but. Uh, this is Workforce. This is uh, the two-part Avoider episode that I don't remember at all. So I'm hoping one of you guys do. Shame on you. I know, sorry. It's a Chicote episode. How do you not remember? Come on. Oh, that's because uh, it's a Chicote episode. Right? I, I remember the, the, the broad strokes of the episode. I can get the broad strokes. Um, well, I, the essential... I, I, yeah, go. Yeah. The essential sort of plot is that... Um, I think most of the crew of Voyager get kidnapped and then they are brainwiped and then used as a labor workforce on another alien planet. Uh, and I believe the only ones up behind are the EMH and Chakotay, uh, and that's where uh, the EMH turns into the ECH for real rather than in a hallucination. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> did you actually yeah, see did, did, doing is that the one where the, the, the pips appear on his uh, on his neck? No, oh. that is the hallucination way he's feeding it to the hierarchy. This is one where he is actually okay. in command because they have to give him proper subroutines because he's one of the only people left on the ship. Um, and Activate I the, the context... photonic cannon. 
Protonic activated you know, his, uh, which is like Tuvok at his, uh, his best there. Um, and as I recall, Chakotay basically has to go down on the planet and like try and work out how Brain Fritz Star or the rest of our crew, and I think he starts with Janeway because he's thinking, hmm, I'm, I'm in a different body, she's in a different body, maybe we can get something going, she's been... She's been pretty cold to me these last few seasons, but maybe we can get something going. Uh, Otto, you go into more detail. <laughs> uh, welcome, WRG Jerry and Chad. I assume uh, this is not an, an imposter, and we have well, they, I'm wondering, they just flock to us. We know? now have WRG Ben and Jerry's, so is this like an ice cream commercial? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I can't believe you've done this. That's a sweet combination. Is this, is this is there different flavors? Is this Berry Ben's and uh, Juicy Jerry? No, I don't know. <laughs> Juicy Jerry. Hey Ben. Next time you're around the office, please make sure that Juicy Jerry is his new nickname from now on. He shall be known as Ju I don't know if he's gonna be the one if he's on the charity stream, we will be introducing him as Juicy Jerry going forward. I may step out for that moment. Oh god. Okay, so uh, Amal Cote. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, actually, yeah, so his he introduces himself as Amal Cote in the show. So they could have called him that, and I, I would have preferred they call him that, but in terms of searchability in the vault so you can unfreeze your crew and that sort of thing, I'm fine with Amal Chakotay, so that's, that's, that's cool. His flavor text says Chakotay disguised himself as Amal to infiltrate a Quarren work camp and rescue the brainwashed crew of Voyager, so... Oh, they right, can't yeah. all be as fun as Captain Tribble's flavor text, sorry, but it's descriptive so. of, of where they come from. I don't think anything could be as fun as Captain Tribble. It's literally the most fun crew. So he has a, a number one engineering base and the number two voyage power, which is why we're we're sort of... Okay, so it's one thing for, for humans through to be this huge statistical monster, but in the same event, we're getting another purple powerhouse mm. uh, along with Barry Waddle who, who's very good so it's like that's what sort of sort of set the alarm bells ringing and he is as soon as my spreadsheet loads I'll, I'll let you know what company he keeps, <laughs> this is this is your uh, it, this is your high tiering crew for the week you get nothing for the next three months make these last ration them nuts for the winter nuts for the winter <laughs> It is worth noting that doesn't the first hours aka the beginning of this big event is that not April 1st it is Oh, yes, it is. Because it's the 24th so, so, of March, and I'm getting them coming soon in seven days. Is that April 1st? Is this an April 1st? It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. It starts on Thursday. Oh, boy. So so what does that mean? <laughs> are, are they all going to be like... <laughs> if we keep going to midnight like... on next week's show, can we pull some jokes? <laughs> can we tell some untruths? <laughs> well, that's true. We, we should plan a few things for for that show. Bring all our, um, bring all yeah, our significant so he, others in, into this com in, instead. There you go. It's an so, early April so Fools. He's got about a 50-point base lead over Graython to Alar, as long as we're doing the DS9 mm. um, talk. And he's he's number two for Voyage. He's like he's right nestled between uh, Alton, you killed my father, Inigo Sung, and Roman Captive Kirk. So names you've probably heard of before. So as statistically he's good. Um Chakotay gets a lot of command sex, so the engines you're going to want to thaw that when you get Chakot those very rare Chakotay events, um, and the traits are fine. They're 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 not the standard human. St well, they are human star flip star <laughs> but there are a few other ones in there too. So it's Unlucky a very good star. crew statistically. 
Um, it, for any veteran players out there, he's probably not going to do a lot for you. Just kind of a freeze and pull out for faction events. So, just divert slightly. One of the things that's been going on in the Discord at the moment is your FHS count. What is your FHS count for Polestar, which is Federation Human Staff League? Because quite a few people, obviously, they're being the most common. I think people are now tallying until you do eventually get 32,000 of them. But um, anyone in chat, what is your FHS count currently? Let us know, because it'd be interesting to see how many of, of which you've got. I'm just looking over mine. I've got six Starfleet. Yeah, no, I'm good. I've got <laughs> one federation. federation, three human, three Starfleet. That's, That's my not human. too terrible. It could be worse. I, I made it to seven humans before I made it to three of anything else. So. Oh, I've got five, human, five humans, five humans, six Starfleet. seven yeah. humans, and then they started disappearing. Yes. By the way, I realized today... I I really got to go back and watch the old um, Twilight Zone stuff. Oh yeah. there are a lot of classics I've watched, and my wife won't watch them with me because it really freaks her out. <laughs> the, the old school stuff, but um, like there's so many classics. See, I, I, have you guys watched the the old uh, Rod I've Sterling? The... I've watched a fair few bits of it. Yeah, I've watched the '80s ones. Uh, the very first one with uh, Bruce Willis. He was in it with the nuclear bomb. He's frozen in time, and the nuclear bomb's about to drop on the town. That that was quite fantastic. But I've not watched. I've not watched any of the classic sort of 50s, 60s ones. Oh, they're, they're yeah. very. Um, mm. If you you enjoy Star Trek, you'll enjoy this. Like it's, it's some of the more messed up and more high mm. high high. I don't want to say high caliber, more high philosophy ones. They're a bit are very Star Trek like moral esque. Yeah. I feel. Mm. And, and you get a lot of crossover. In... Like you can get Shatner's yeah, one. I think sh- Leonard Nimoy is also in one. Yeah. I feel like he is. Could be him. Uh, good I friend. See a lot of fours, fives, and yeah, sixes. Yeah, I'm chance. seeing. I'm seeing. Uh, <laughs> Sankatse Siete has uh, three and three and four, which is actually pretty good. That's that's nice. That's <laughs> a, a nicer ratio than what I've seen. Oh, Roy Kirk with the eight one four. That's very unbalanced. You're all, you're Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Um. This week's crew, we talked about her statistically last week, but let, let's go a little bit different. Um, if I can find her... St- oh, By there the way, she is. I, I've been told that Shia Porn is hard at work on Come On My Lean for, yes. for Dex's Midnight <laughs> Dex, yes. Um, which, which, by the way, if you didn't know how handsome Shia Porn is, is, he was on the uh, stream with us last night, so you can go back and watch the video there and... And I, I think he did a, a bunch of honor pulls too. So go see the big brain genius behind such classics as Braxton. Braxton. And he's also got an incredible 20 minute lecture on Godzilla if they fear him today, <laughs> which I am. Oh no, the best clip he shared with me today was the best clip. He submitted it to Stephen Colbert for uh, Gaming with Your Mother. Uh, I encourage you to go and watch uh, uh, Shyporn's yeah, Gaming with Your Mother. I, I, was... I cracked up. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> It, it, it's a really sort of nice, like uh, a bit of a lead balloon um, mm-hmm. kind of joke, but I, it's a good one. It's a real good one. I appreciate the humour. Um, yeah, Dexa, I I know you did as well. Auto. I rewatched Homestead today. In fact, this morning whilst I was doing some other things, and that's a great. Like you don't often say this, but that's a great Neelix episode. Like it actually, actually, makes... you know what? I'm going to take umbrage with that statement because oh. I find that Neelix is actually quite good 
when you focus on him and you focus on what True. makes him as a character and his backstory. It's when you put him in concert with other characters and then refuse to write him intelligently. That's well, true. Yes. He is very, very compassionate, very caring in this episode. Very, um, I don't know. It's he's like, it's like all of, he's yeah, he's, he's all of a sudden just turned into like a, almost a completely different character from like when you first see him in caretaker. He's, but I think character development in my voice. I know I that didn't happen. It must have slipped through Brandon Braga's net that one. <laughs> mm. He's lied to him. Yeah, after after the year of hell, and then he gets reset, and they're like, "Nope, nope. We we were we were going to have consequences, and then we decided, no, let's yeah. not. Let's." Uh, I actually like Neelix pretty much in everything. <laughs> so he he is the of course. Star Trek always has to have an alien mirror. Like, mm. this is, they show the, the best and worst of humanity, and he's that throughout the show. But I don't, I don't mind him really at all. Like, he's annoying in parts early season. The, the stuff with him and Kess is like, he, he's intentionally irritating and he's domineering and he's like a bad boyfriend. And you can see all those things, but it's like, I don't mind that because that's like, it's sort of a real character. Like, how many bad boyfriends out there? Jealous boyfriends throwing Alfarian hair past. Maybe, maybe not that, but it's like he, he was a jerk at times, and it's like that's fine because he's also a sweet guy later on, and so his character well, arc, it, I like that. And it's also like it's the exact same criticism you can level at Paris, which I think is kind of the point, especially of those early episodes, because Paris is almost in a completely different character in season one and two than he is. Oh the rest God, of the show, season one Paris is awful. Up. He, he, they haven't settled on what makes him decent, yeah. and they're kind of playing him up as kind of the Riker type, and that's not really Robert Dungle, Robert no. Neal's like, like strength as a, an actor. And then he sort of mellows out, and you see what he actually is, and it's like, okay, yeah, this is a way better character. And it's like it plays off as a nice character though. Well, he was meant to be the bad boy, and they were also dangling the idea of him and Janeway love interest. <laughs> so I it's like it. When you when you listen through the the uh, Delta Flyers pod doing all the early episodes in like every single episode, Robert is like or Robbie is like, I can't believe I was such a dick in those early episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, no. What what he so, actually yeah, says I, is I don't... I don't remember this a lot. A lot of the times he actually yeah. cannot remember the Voyager, but yeah. But um, so like you said, th- this yeah. is a great Neelix episode. Um, and I think we. <laughs> Because I wrote down some thoughts as I was going through it, and then you watched it today, and you were writing down thoughts in Discord. And I'm like, <laughs> and we had the exact same thoughts yeah. as we went through the. So Com- let, let's do a few of them. Uh, first of all, th- this is like the most obvious one. They violate the Prime Directive by getting involved in the squabble between <laughs> Dexas Talaxians and the miners who are trying to drive them out of their homes, and. And he points out that you're violating the Prime Directive. And Janeway says, we're just helping a friend in distress. <laughs> That'll hold up in court. <laughs> yeah, that's the most Janeway, like... Well, who, I, who... I think it just reminds me of that bit in uh, The Drumhead when Admiral Norisati is like, um, do you know how many times you violated the Prime Directive, Captain McCard? Nine times. Does that shock you? It sure as hell shocked the hell out of me. And I'm just thinking about the poor Starfleet Jag when they get back to Earth. <laughs> and Janeway just hands over the logs and she says, I've sorted these by prime directive violation from, <laughs> from weak to medium to strong to, to I may have started a war. Yeah, I imploded and a civilization. Like, <laughs> I may have also been responsible for wiping out a timeline. Who cares? <laughs> 
like in, like in Relativity, where she's captured Seven, who's trying to capture Braxton. And Seven's like, if you don't let me go, you know, time is going to unravel. And she's like, I don't give a shit about the Temporal Prime Directive. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you should have known if you're going back in time on Janeway's ship. That's what you're going to have to deal with. Yeah, I know. Speaking of Janeway, so, sorry, go on. No, go, go. No, no, I, speaking of Janeway, like, I think there's another point we both sort of hit on on that one was what I consider the biggest lie ever told in, in Star Trek, which was when... You know, obviously, they resolve some near the end of the episode. Neelix is thinking, "What do I do?" You know, I'm back to my dudes, my ship, but I, you know, these are my people, and he's in, he's in the sort of mess hall, and Janeway's up, and it's like, uh, Mister Neelix, I don't think we could run this ship without you. And I'm thinking, what bullshit! Like, <laughs> you are pandering just to kind of get him to go. Oh, well, should I stay? No, <laughs> no, but I, I like that because there's that moment, yeah. and then. When when they bring Dexa and her son Brax onto the bridge, and and innocently little Brax asks Neelix, "What station do you work at?" <laughs> and he starts fumbling. Uh, yeah, well, well, and then Chakotay and Kim come to his rescue, and they're they like, do, "He's yeah. so valuable. He's so versatile. He doesn't have just one position." And it's like, so the whole the whole arc was rushed. They had to get him off the ship at the end of the series because they were going home. And that's I I have that complaint. That's legit. But it's like. The episode itself, they did the best they could at mm. making sure, okay, all the love that Neelix has poured into the crew these last seven years, we're going to try to give some back to him. And so it's a little patronizing from Janeway, yeah, but, you know, she, she's throwing him a bone, just like Chakotay yeah, and Kim right. do on the bridge with, uh, this is how much you meant to us. By the way, Juicy yeah. Jerry in chat, I'm surprised that you came back for, for more after we gave you that incredible honorific. <laughs> so I thought he might never uh, comment in here again. So I, I also have to, I think it's like, so for every moment that there is where Neelix is annoying that you remember, there are tons of little moments where like he like steps up to the plate and does something that is out of the ordinary and beyond the call of duty. And it really is just like a nice moment. I think it's, um, I think it might be during Extreme Risk, which I think is like the Torres centric episode in like season five. She's going through like this like real bad depressive period. Um, and she's like, you know, like hurting herself on the holodeck. She isn't like giving a shit about her work. And Neelix is like making the concerted effort to like, you know, make her, what is it? I think it's banana pancakes. Mm-hmm. And it's this little thing where it's like, he, he, what do you want me to make for you? I'll make it. Like that like, actual, I'm going to reach out to you and have mm-hmm. some empathy for us where I don't know what your problem is, but I can tell that you're feeling down. What can I do to make you feel better? And Neelix is unique in doing that. Like a lot of time in Voyager, people will be acting out of their fucking heads, and like maybe their significant other will be like, "You're being kind of a fuck ass," but everyone else will be like, eh, "It's fine." He turns up to work in engineering. He hasn't fired at the warp core yet. It'll be fine. I think so like, Neelix taking the yeah. time out of his day to reach out is nice. It's an age thing, isn't it? Because like when you're, you know, when I was younger watching Voyager, like, oh my god, Neelix is so annoying. Can't stand this character. But as you get older, and especially as like for myself you have children and like you kind of go actually I kind of love Neelix because he is like there is no bad side to him there he is just pure joy pure helpfulness I mean, and you er- kind of appreciate that don't you early on there is but then that's the mm. character development he goes from being kind of a dick to you know maybe even overly saccharine because he's like always cheerful and he's always mm. okay so another one is uh, the episode Drive where Paris is so involved in this race, he completely forgot he had some date with Bellana, blows her off, 
and she's again depressed in the mess hall. She's like, "We're not. We're we're a bad match." What's the Klingon phrase for bad match? Anyway, <laughs> her, her, <laughs> it's a phrase her mother used to use. Yeah, it's it's the Klingon <laughs> phrase for bad match, and she thinks she and Paris are a bad match, and Neelix bucks her up. One of my favorite episodes is the one where Tuvok gets zapped, loses his memories, and Neelix rehabilitates him, and he ends up baking pastries and making flower um, uh, flower candles out of wax. And it's like, it's oh god, it's, that's the great that, dynamic. That yeah, sorry, that just reminded me of that original series episode where this, I can't remember which one it was, but they wipe Uhura's memories, and then they restore her memories and rehabilitate her, but. They don't address it any further than that. It's like, oh, we just rehabilitated her from, like, complete moronicism to a we, competent Starfleet officer. completely rebuilt her personality. Yeah. Same way it was. Don't worry about it. And they never went back and addressed that. It's like, oh, sorry, just reminded me of that. Please, <laughs> carry on. I, I I don't think Chad can handle much more. Yeah, we're, we're good to go. Like, anecdotes, so... Um. Well, there is more, because... Okay, so... One of the other little parts in this flavor text that we got for the Mega is there is going to be a human Neelix... Which has led a lot of people thinking, what? Where is this from? Is this an original? But I think a lot of people managed to suss out that it possibly could be uh, the maitre d' from First Contact when they enter the holodeck and, you know, you get Lil- uh, Saturn Dress, Lily Stone, Tommy Gunn. Um, I'm just going to say Richard Nixon. No, Dixon Hill. Uh, <laughs> there's a character for I you. am not a criminal. <laughs> I am not a Klingon. <laughs> um yeah no basically uh for those of you who don't remember the scene it's um lily and ricardo trying to get back to the bridge after you're getting separated from everyone else um and Picardo's like you know what i have an opportunity here and he fires at the wall to get their attention he's ducking to the whole suite um he, he keys in the dixon hill program and then when the borg open it up um it's these this like smoky 40s club and then there's Ethan Phillips out of makeup, and he says, um, you know, uh, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but we're closed. And you do understand we have a strict dress code, scary, so if yeah. you boys don't leave right now, I'll... And then they start, like, um, scanning him with a little, uh, little eye lasers, and they realize he's not, um, he's a hologram, and that this is all just an elaborate perception. So that is the Mater D, who we imagine they're going to recontextualize as human Neelix for the purposes of this undercover operative costume mega, yeah. whatever it is. Unless it's just another completely random original of like human I sent you an image idol uh, if you can throw it up uh, I sent you an, an image Juicy Jerry in chat mentioned Spike Martin who Ethan Phillips plays um, oh god uh, yes on Ave- yeah. Avenue 5 it's an HBO show I, I've not seen it but uh, oh, I can't say he, he mentioned Spike Martin so put the image on screen and let's I see if this try. is the the human Neelix that we can expect to, to be getting because They've done this thing before where where they they give like Homecoming Burnham. Uh, they mentioned as a character that we were getting. They ended up changing the name later on. Uh, if this is the first contact, Ethan Phillips character, it wouldn't be a Neelix variant. But I, they probably just use the 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 name Human Neelix because that's what the, he's called colloquially or whatever. Sorry, Discord yeah. Discord well, being very weird for me. I'll Google it. What was his name again? Spike Martin. Uh, Spike, Martin. Spike Martin. That's yeah. One. Um, they have had instances in the past of creating things just for the narrative of an end. I think it was the Astrophysicist Mega where I think we had the Tom Hardy Cadet Picard, and then he didn't appear in the Mega. Still hasn't appeared in game, but he was in art and he was there for story narrative purposes. So if they're going to go with that, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, incidentally, earlier on, uh, I think WRG Ben 
mentioned that uh, all Twilight Zone is amazing. So I think we're on a lock for black and okay. white, um, like Kirk on a plane. Can we get that? Can we get a timeline original <laughs> Kirk on a plane in black and white? Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. I've just put on screen, uh, it's not the image you sent me, but it is uh, the same character. This is Ethan Phillips in Avenue 5, which is quite, it's got Hugh Laurie and uh, a couple other faces in it, I can't recall right now, but it's, it's quite a funny series, I quite enjoyed it. But yeah, it does have Ethan Phillips as sort of, he plays a sort of retired astronaut on a cruise ship, and he's always like, anytime there's a, like an emergency, he's always going, I was an astronaut once, I can help, and he's kind of sort of trying to play the know-it-all, and he's, like, it's very, it's very appropriate to his role, he's great in it, it's, it's, it's worth, worth a watch if you can find it. It got commissioned for season two, so any any kind of comedy series that goes for season two, I'm just like, yes, I'm in because <laughs> it's worth watching. So Honestly, Ethan uh, Phillips have... is a great comedic actor. He's great. Uh, mm-hmm. I know this is Barry turning into the Neil isn't so bad show, but like, uh, <laughs> I do really enjoy the little subplot and someone to watch over me, where he has that uh, monk who keeps on like uh, getting drunk and eating all the pastries and like living like life ridiculously and hitting on every woman he sees, <laughs> and Neil has to try and keep him like sober. And I think that was a pretty fun like use of <laughs> Ethan Phillips is a great comedic actor as well as dramatic actor, so like, I think he's pretty worth a shot. Okay. I think we shall finish on Neelix yeah. Hour here. Um. So we do have uh, an update. Oh, do we? Please. Ooh. Yeah. Um, from Shen, <laughs> about Human Saru. It's come to our attention that the stats for Human Saru currently visible in game are not what we intended them to be. You know, the oh. stats are in the process of being amended. The dip proficiency stat will see a decrease. The correction is currently scheduled to go live. Just the proficiency. This Friday, March 26th, so in two days. Interesting. Okay. Now, it, now it's, yeah, it is interesting because that, she says dip proficiency. So it's interesting because, A, that base is still could still be Monstrous. a monster at number yeah. two, very close to Sato. And even, I think even if they... they Ramp and it's the not a massive proficiency way down. Yeah, it's not a massive one. Well, so I mean, it's it's, it's good size, but he should good, still be a very good Voyager. Because yeah. like I just messing around, I you know tweaking his stats. Really, I said even if you pulled two hundred base off, he would still be the number one Voyager. So unless mm. they go total bottom basement barrel on a proficiency, generally a crew's primary proficiency is their biggest one. So if it stays the biggest of his three proficiencies, he could still be the number one Voyager. Just perhaps not by a monstrous margin. So <laughs> that's something to look forward to in two days uh, to see where he falls. Uh, he is he is still exobiologist. He is still costume. So like two collections for one for having a Saru with if if you know if it's just the deficiency that is still uh, still absolutely worth it. So yeah, cool. No, no, thank you for the update. And, and so keep in mind that that you are. Um, um, in the event for Dexa this weekend, so even though the we won't know the stats for another two days, that shouldn't really affect your no. event plans. If, you know, if you want the, Dexa, you can still get the advantages of the stats coming out is that yeah, they can they can address this a bit quicker without upsetting yeah. too uh, you know upsetting people. Um, do <laughs> I've just got in the notes here? Trait grumble. Did you want to do that now? <laughs> well, hold on. What else do we have? Do we talk about pretty much everything? Pretty. We haven't talked about the campaign. We haven't talked about campaign. Uh, we haven't talked about Anxious Kirk. And, and Anxious Kirk. I'll, I'll keep it short because it's... Uh, I, myself and a few others on, on the forums because they have a dedicated trait feedback thread when they did this big trait audit. Thing. And... Uh, what was uh, Carmen? Is his name. The wonderful Carmen, who's the mastermind behind all things traits. Went through there, combed through there... Um, grabbed a lot of the suggestions that made sense and uh we were told by ben they went 
round and around on that and discussed it uh, uh, in WRG, and, and they ended up adding a bunch of changes that the community recommended. Now, we do have the, the huge trait thread in the suggestion forum on WRG, WRG's forums, so people have collated a lot of changes that, uh, that are no-brainers that, that could be made. And so we have, since then, we did have that one change. They added costume to uh, High Roller Cisco, and they made little tweaks here and there, but it was suggested that, that, they, that they audit costumed before the collection, after they announced the collection, and that didn't really happen. And now after the collection, we're also getting a mega. So it's like, not only are you, is it gameplay considerations for collection and bonuses, now you're looking at event bonuses too. And it's like, if, if they would have done this a little more thoroughly ahead of time, you know, to get it out of the way. Because there, there are so many egregious things. Like Gangster Spock has it, has costume. Gangster Kirk doesn't. Same episode, same situation. Um, High Roller, Cisco, and Decoy, um, Yates both have it, but Virtuoso um, Doctor doesn't, for example. It's like weird things where it's like, is it context well, specific? He, is he, it he, even in the same episode? Like Bell Q has it, costume, or, and Colonel Q doesn't, and it's like same episode, same species, same situation. One has it, one doesn't. The Niners collection, half of them are costumed, half of them are not. A lot of the Vanity collections uh, or same episode. Um, crew it's like I'm, I'm like these are these would be very simple no-brainer tweaks and even if you don't go through the whole list a collect a collection and a mega back-to-back it's like well, i would really love to see just that specific trait looked at like because he said uh ben and Sin, when we asked him about this it, there's so many it, it is time intensive to go through so many crew and the, there's a lot of god crew. knows a lot of god crew. knows working on the big book we can you know we can attest to the same but it's like if you have big plans for a specific trait, collection, mega, like that's exactly the time that you want to look at a size, a, a more chewable chunk, a bite-sized piece of just one trait. So maybe it's a little late for that. Maybe they are not going to do another big trait audit besides one or two tweaks here and there. But um, costumed is definitely one trait that is really mismatched. So that's my very kind, gentle grumble on traits. Cool. Um, we've got a new campaign coming out, uh, which should, well, coming out has already happened, but we haven't had sort of time to address yeah, we're it. Way we are, <laughs> right. yes, well, I'm one, one star in, and we're now just talking about it. But yes, uh, it is Bread and Circus's uh, event, uh, sorry, campaign, which uh, features, if I could pull up the right image, yes, there we go, uh, Gladiator Spock and uh, Roman Captive Kirk, both a uh, very excellent crew. Uh, Eve and good timing on a Spock with Leonard Nimoy's birthday and obviously uh, William Shatner's which was yesterday or the day before I do believe uh, fun yeah. fact fun fact William Shatner has the same birthday as uh, Captain Kirk so <laughs> a shocker that's a complete there you coincidence go. what a weird um, coincidence <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't actually know that until, until yesterday and he is 90 years old William Shatner is the glorious age of 90, which is a huge achievement, especially, you know... Has he improved with age? Uh, depends who you ask. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll leave that one hanging. Yes. Um, so, this is quite a good campaign, honestly. Very like, good campaign. I, I looked at this and I was like, this is a very well-chosen, there's an actual thematic link here. It's commemorating the, the cornerstones of Star Trek, and these are cool cards. Mm. Um, it's a weird episode. Can, well, TOS is just kind of like that, isn't it? <laughs> Season three, um, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, because um, like, I think you've been campaigning for Roman Captive Kirk to be one of the tier one like, big book things for a while now. Cause we like we had yeah we had a discussion on whether we're going to allow sort of command in the super rare leagues anyway, but whether we're going to sort of talk about the command dip sex sort of dull skill sets being up in the tier one because uh, in my opinion it was like Kirk is just that good he should be there. I mean I've been talked down various times and that's fine you know. That's, that's what it's about, but <laughs> there I'm are better. Yeah, <laughs> I keep trying every every now and then. I'm just like, but what about Roman Captive Kirk? Because I, I will. If we I'll... give you a crumb, you're gonna go. Okay, here's my list of, of the real list of the crew I want to change. But he is stunning. He is he is an, a, a crew uh, like a must have crew for everyone. Basically, even though super rare, even I'm even considering duping. Except I've already airlocked him. So there you go. If you're gonna do purples. Um... The number one reason to do so is events. Hmm. Pulling them out, throwing them on your faction yep. shuttles. Because that's the one thing I'm, I'm sure you could use. If you're early on, you could definitely use multiple purples in, in other areas of the game, voyages and whatnot. But as your roster matures, the one thing that, that they come back to in terms of providing value is uh, events and filling all those faction seats. So he definitely is aces there, and he still has the number one voyage score, so... If you're a new player and you're like, oh, but I already have so much command of sec. Well, get this one too. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> there are some. You have to take some. <laughs> you have to at least have the top ones. <laughs> Law of averages demands that you will eventually have to take some, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Gladiator Spock, he, he's good. I mean, like, he is the one of the few crew I will... Sorry, <laughs> talking over you. Uh, one of the few crew, because I have not 5 of 5, because he was in a 390 long, not long back, and I was like, yes, I can finish my Gladiator Spock, and then here he is in the campaign. I'm like... I will have four or five of him as well because it's Spock. I think the highlight here um, is traits for me, like with a lot of Spocks. Mm. Because so he had Vulcan collection and then he had Vulcan collection again when it got expanded. He's hit on exobiology. Um, now, astrophysicist has had a mega, it might get a collection too. Like anytime you see WRG highlight certain traits, mega collection, even campaign announcements, whatever, still waiting on that Gardner collection. There's a good chance that, that they're going to be relevant in the future. And there's a good chance if you have like 13, 12 traits, you know, that that they're going to hit hit on in the future for some kind of value, events, collections, whatever. So um, that's a highlight for me. The Voyage power isn't quite there, but he's still got a great base for hmm. plenty of events. And so he, he's going to be a little more versatile than you might think just looking at his, his surface level rank. Do you know what? Yeah, because it's been a little while now, and we still don't have very many spots with good uh, security bases, correct? Like we have like him, and then That's it's true. what? Uh, Mirror? Gangster? Fugitive? Oh, gang gangster? Yeah. Oh, ga yeah. Yeah. Well, gangster's like like pretty terrible. Um, and then there's fugitive Spock, and then there's Calafee Spock. Like not uh not a man known for his uh his security his uh, proficiency in beating people up. He threw down a lot in the original series as well, so you would have thought it. Uh. <laughs> I was laughing at Roy Kirk's uh, quote from this episode. You bring down the network's ratings, Flavius, and we'll do a special on you. If you haven't seen Bread and Circuses, it is... Weird. It is... Okay, A, it's bad. First of all, if you're willing to marathon classic Trek, I recommend you start two episodes before Bread and Circus. Or two or three episodes, because it, it ends up being the third episode in a row where the story is uh, a deposed... Oh, uh, yeah. Starfleet captain lands on the planet <laughs> and contaminates the culture, and it ends up being something different. It's than one of the, the other ones, the Garth episode, whom gods destroy. I, I think so, because that is and awful like, as well. 
Because once I got to Bread and Circuses, I'm like, guys, you just <laughs> did this storyline three times in a row. Please knock it off. Uh, and it's it's so bad because they try to fuse like uh, Desilu, NBC, hmm. television viewing with ancient Rome and also like the, the uh, Jesus Christ. And it's like this weird mishmash of, of everything you didn't know you didn't want to see. That's my, so, fav- my favorite point from that episode is where they're all, they're having sort of a big fight at the end, and then there's McCoy with a shield, and he's like he's trying to have some dialogue, and this guy's just hitting his shield, going ah yeah, and McCoy's like somehow holding his own, going Jim, Jim, <laughs> it's just like he's not even looking at the fight, he's Jim, just holding up the shield while this, while this while this while this sort of extra is just bashing on the shield instead of actually fighting. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna check now, but if Gladiator McCoy doesn't have shield regeneration, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Oh, they gave him an yay. attack boost? Oh, okay. He doesn't even fight. He no. just holds the shield. Why'd you give him an attack boost? Well, Captain as I recall, Jerry he wrote in his big, back, uh, big book note back when he was like a top 10, like, uh, <laughs> I think it was like, oh, one of the seven most deadly beings in the universe is like yeah, a country with a sword and shield. He came out <laughs> as like a top five security base and all he does is hold... So, WRG Ben, if you were Juicy Jerry, could go back and change his attack boost to, to shield regeneration... Please, that would be much more thematic. So, can we just applaud them for finally doing a campaign that thematically makes sense? It isn't just like, I wonder how these two would get on. It's actually two people from the We're same episode. We're going to on that for the next three years. Thank yeah. you, <laughs> Two people from the same episode on the on the birthdays that make sense. It's like, oh, thank God. Thank you. Thank you. This is what we want. <laughs> and, and they're good for the cheerio. And they are they're good. They're a good crew. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I will take bad crew in in a campaign if it kind of like if it meshes well like if if I don't know I can't think of any examples at the top of my head but yeah. anyway anyway uh yes this Tuesday following uh previous to today sorry that was a complete mishmash of words we had anxious Kirk who was the uh con- Star Trek timelines who knows yeah. where the hell things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, time is is a, a weird anomaly at this point. Um anxious Kirk was in the Tuesday pack which we mentioned as the uh counterpart for uh Falterpan Spock uh to make. He is in this Tuesday pack here. Uh him statistically wise is a bit of a hmm, like bearing in mind guys, can we just talk about anxious kirk in regards to himself without talking about the fusion is that possible <laughs> not really no yes <laughs> he, it's not like this is a fusion that happened like six months after he was released he was yeah. released after this fusion was made clear in its case of it was he is very clearly engineered so, with this fusion in mind because he's pretty damn terrible it is is no, the rick and morty we can't talk about him it, well no because he's he's the rick and morty meme where you got the little robot that appears on the table and is like what were you made for? <laughs> and the, the, the robot just goes, you, and he just talks to the robot and he goes, you were made to serve ketchup. And he goes, oh. And this is like, literally, the robot was like, why are you here? It's like, you were made to fuse Spock. This is your only worth. I, <laughs> it's true. His, his stats are like really old. They're like, this could be a launch card, basically, uh, from the launch of the game. But the one thing that stands out to me, and I'm, I am um, so proud of this, because when I wrote up, wrote up his note, I, I said he pilfered this 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 get up from a nineteen eighty four Royal Caribbean cruise steward, and it's so true. <laughs> like if if you went and actually I just that that uh, that year just came to me, and I went back 
and looked up the, and that's the year that uh, Search for Spock came out. I go, boy, that was certainly. <laughs> like, it just has that feel of like. Right, what year was that's that? That's the sort of thing. It, uh, 1984. Oh, if it's you go back and watch home, if you go back and watch home movies, you're like, what the hell was I wearing? Like, that Shatner must think that when, when he oh, watches Search for Spock. There's pictures no, of me in shell suits somewhere. He was wearing underneath it because. Um, <laughs> As I recall, like, oh, isn't it, there's a bit where um, him and Cruz are having that fist fight down on the planet, and he does this ridiculous, like, flip drop kick, and it's like, oh, yeah. fuck you. A, Shatner <laughs> never did that. B, if he tried, all the, like, the bits on his gun fly off. <laughs> and then C, I refuse to believe that he was ever in the ability to do that. Ever. Like, Christ. It's even more egregious than all the other standard like Starfleet hand to hand, which is like the double hit fist and the drop kick, like that's the most <laughs> egregious like combat maneuver I've ever seen in a Star Trek movie. Well, yeah, reportedly Shatner never went back and watched any of the Star Trek work he did, so I guess that <laughs> explains why he kept doing the least effectual fight moves of all time. Yeah, fair. <laughs> you talking about if we ever see like a, a CG reconstructed Shatner doing the Black Widow flip at some point? You know, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Um, no, that'll be the actual. I don't want to hear anything about that. So listen, um, I, I I dove and got two copies of this Kirk because I I want one for him being Kirk because Kirk events are numerous. Like okay, maybe Boldly Go will get an expansion that will help, but at some point, Dip Command shuttles are numerous. He will get he will get an event play for me if I want him just for that, even at a two skiller rate. Yeah, the the other thing to talk about as a standalone crew as well sort of relates to the fusion is uh, this is going to be a very difficult crew to crew retrieve later on. Mm. So if you're VIP zero or if you didn't get, um, you took a few swings of the pack, you didn't get them, you might have a real hard time retrieving them later on. Because I just, I was fiddling around um, in crew retrieval in game, trying Polestar combinations of cultural figure, inspiring four star, whatever I could get. And I couldn't narrow the pool down to fewer than five crew which may even grow between now and the time he enters uh, the portal. So with the cost, the quantum cost being so ridiculously high for everything not legendary, like if you have to, you know, shell out 800 quantum um, per attempt and you only have a 15, 20% chance to get them, that's going to be real rough. So n not that we ever encourage y'all out there to pull on six packs, but this might be your last best chance to get him outside of just sheer dumb uh, luck from uh, regular premium portals when he when he enters the portal. There was a lot of opinions. Of the reruns of this, or they, they have like shoved crew like this into like an event or a campaign track yeah. down the road, but whether or not they would do this with a crew that is relatively high in value because of the fusion, I'm less sure about. Uh, in Indignant 7 had, did pop into, I think, in a 490 uh, along the road. Or no, I think it was in a Mega, it was yeah. in a 390. She did she did turn up at some point, so there, there is something. But again, like, for the VIP, I know a lot of the VIP Zellerice infamously has come out and said, like, I will wait for him to be in the pool before I do it. You know, is mm. the resigning yourself to knowing that, like, you either want the crew now or you are going to wait for it. it. It's entirely sort of your roster, your play, you know. If there was one one six pack that we would say maybe do might be this one, but still it's like a you know you, you spend your dilithium wisely. If you want a cautionary warning about what diving into a six pack so like there shall are we numerous replays of me going through? Listen, the pain e well, the yeah, pain. but okay, let's take the admittance that yes, it is a super rare, but let's talk about uh, and I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning this, but Garrick, uh, he spent a significant amount of dilithium for a super rare. 
and he, it was a bit more than he I won't say the amount or anything like that but it was a bit more than he wanted to spend and we'll say that so even though it's super rare you've got better odds of it you've also got better odds that it isn't so you know it, yeah be sensible uh, Karina mentions that a member of their fleet went zero for 20 Jason oh Kirk. wow that's absurdly bad ratio right there I, I got two yeah, in four know, packs, I, so like you know, yeah. I think our buddy Garrick said it took him over seven thousand yeah. dilithium, which, you know, I, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but he can't say we didn't warn you because we knew this was coming last week, and he said, "Look, we've heard horror stories. Just because they're purple doesn't mean it ain't gonna hurt sometimes." So yeah, he was gonna do it anyway. And, <laughs> he's a collector. He's like, yeah. I think he's got shy of any but six of the crew or something like that you're like yeah <laughs> but you, you can say it was still more generous than for example cheesecake seven because you had the chance to win the crew in the event this um, is true right yes. there the week before so you are getting part of it yeah they do have to make money so i think they sold I'm mobile sh- doctor that week as part of the lto so you know that yeah, was that's even true. A, yeah, so it, yeah yeah that was it all lined up um Everything's monetized. VIP zero, VIP zero players are kind of used to having to deal with that. So true. true. Not that it doesn't sting if, if they love the crew, but I think it stings more if they are like you know reunion Kirk and Spock now number two Voyager again. Um, you know if they are that high and you kind of go, oh man, you know at least with the Vol Jane where you can sort of counterpart it and you know do something else, or uh, at least with Cheesecake you kind of go, okay, they're good, but you know it stings a little more when they're actually good. Um, okay. What else we got? I think Roy Kirk ended up with six Kirks and twelve poles. Well, come on, when you name yourself Roy Kirk, that's like that's cheating. <laughs> that Roy Kirk. That's not fair. Yeah. I would like to do my forty K pulls today. Because <laughs> I have saved Go them. For it. Let's do it. We did it. Let's we see did what it. terrible choices we can convince you to make. Hey, How many stars is... can we add to Argus? <laughs> Listen, if you want, if you've not seen last night's show and you want to see bad decisions, go and watch what Auto did uh, yesterday because that was, mm. that was, that was for the love of our viewers. The timeline stalks faithful. That was absolutely. We're stunning. nothing if not a wealth of entertainment. Okay, hang on. Let me clownery. just adjust this ever so slightly. There we go. Right. Okay. Right. Let's go. Wait, ten how for are you ten. playing? I thought you were banned. Uh, <laughs> apparently, that was only temporary. I don't know. They let me banned. back in. <laughs> I snuck, I snuck in. Uh, I used my secret buy again mistake, button and got really. in. <laughs> okay, let's go. First one. 40k. Ooh, All right, what we got? What we got? What oh, we got? Fuck off. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I'm not duping any of these. I mean, Soji's still very good. Oh, she's great, but I've already kicked a two of five out from the Mega when I did recaps. <laughs> Um, oh, bye bye. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, right, that's oh, it. Streams that. over. That's 550 toward your next one. Huzzah. <laughs> oh, my. I am abound with excitement. Oh, yes. I wanted him. Hey, a costumed yes. crew. Yes, I actually. And he's the last holodeck enthusiast They're that I need. They're all costumed, right? They are, They're yes. They're all costumed, I'm I pretty sure everyone's okay. costumed. Really, that's a really good behold. Okay, I actually. Cool. This, this makes up for that last one. I will. I will happily trade in a gold for Beowulf Kim because his, his costume is holy. If I had Jesus. told you a year ago that you were out there like, <laughs> like uh, got, got, got in here that Beowulf Kim, you would have told me I was fucking nuts. I would. Okay, but how that's coll- why I love collections, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Old becomes new. Oh, right. Uh, number three. All right. How painful is this going to okay, be? Okay, okay. 
costume. Um, mm. Trish. 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 I'm not, not going to take it. Costumes, oh, I believe. Yeah, yeah I, I've got to go. Trish. She's awful. She is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it's kind of sad when Archer is positioned in that left slot because he's like, he has no one left to fight. You know, he's off <laughs> by doing his own thing. I'm just playing with the corner. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, okay. We need a good trip tucker in the game. Oh, by the way, um, a friend of mine brought up a really good idea for a fusion card, um, which would be two four stars: Parisi's Wharf and Parisi's Yacht, and you fuse them together so you get the art from the episode. Oh, the whole the whole gang. That'd be quite cool. I like. That I one. would like that. I think neon cool. blue. Mm. <laughs> okay, and lycra. It's great. Ooh. Uh, um, mm. By the way, I successfully talked Big McLarge huge into taking Grand Nigga's Zach earlier today. So. What? How? <laughs> what you think I can... No, well, it was God, real bad options. You did that. Like, Hold okay, on, let, let me find the options because they were real rough. I can see cultural it figure was, being a selection. It was it was OG Captain Pike and Tyler Son of None, and I think he oh, fell yeah. asleep before reading through Tyler's trailer. You convinced so him like... to take Zach over a Klingon. I'm amazed. Oh. Zek's I mean, at least good Zek trades. is well, well Sean as well. He's cool. Yeah, yes. tell me how good a value he is. Um, no, I'm going to take. Can- I'm going to take Kang. Every time he turns up, you're happy to see him. Oh, you mind you, exobiology. Ah, actually, oh, exobiology. Yes. Shit, yeah, that might actually be the better choice here. Is what no, are Kang's no, traits again? He's got Klingon diplomat. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Shit, I could go 50-50 on either. I mean, let's cause... be realistic. Neither of them are going to be doing anything for you for a while. No, 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 no. This is this is um... collection fodder, purely. Like, Exobiology, I'm fairly close to getting that last tier, which is another plus one med bonus, so that kind of swings me in Flock's direction. I would easily bet on another Klingon Mega before I would bet on Flock's getting nearly that many events solo, because mm. he doesn't... Like, a lot of the Enterprise cast don't get a lot of variant events. I would probably take Kang here. But Zek is fun. <laughs> Zek is fun. Mm. What, what's your crucial say, situation like? like? Oh, idle. What oh, is sorry. Slot situation like? Oh, I'm fine for cruise slots, but I'm not taking Zach. Right, first of all, quit staring at Flox's man boobs and answer the question. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't. I think you cut out at the end there. I didn't hear that. I think Don't I'm going gonna... for the man boobs. Answer me now. I'm. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> the trial of Captain Idle that, that you put together. Yes. I must I'm have watched that sure thing. I'm sure we've quoted the entire scene in bits and pieces. You can piece it together from what we've I watched that thing a dozen times, and my second favorite part, outside of Red Foreman throwing his hanky down and you adding the little <laughs> horn. My second favorite. Just that. My second favorite part is when Christopher Plummer gets so worked up and he's yelling at Don't wait for the translation. Answer me, and he puts so much energy in it. He like does the chicken wing. He, yeah, he yeah. slams his elbows down. Answer yeah. me now. Yeah, he, yeah. Does the, he does the Yosemite Sam frassin, frassin, frassin. <laughs> it's great. Listen, listen. If we do, if we do donation goals, and one of our donation goals might be reenacting a scene, that could be well be in there. So uh, I got to take Kang. I got to take Kang. He's he's too. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, wait, wait. Robert Kaiser and Chat says. Come take Zach. Zach is fun. Come take Zach. Come take Don't Zach. walk. Don't run. run. <laughs> yeah, no, you got And you have the little, uh, the, the quartz <clears throat> mug that turns upside down. We, everybody wants you to take Zach. Come on. I'm taking Kang. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's I've been waiting like eight that. months for this. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. fuck's sake. That's the curse of Zach, by the way. Yeah, if you'd taken Zach, that wouldn't happen. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh, 
Well, you could dupe Spock. I could also fucking you quit would. this game and go lead a real life, but here we are. <laughs> you don't have a real life. You're no, not no, you're kidding. You're Come a on, you're not. Character. That bluff ain't making it through. <laughs> yeah. Fine. I'll consider keeping Spock. No, no, uh, you're gonna airlock him. We all know it. Oh, that was painful. Uh, that's well, you got a citation. Oh, yay. Oh, I suppose. I can put it on Spock. Um, <laughs> oh, yay. Fuck you. Oh, fuck me. Oh, save you a, there. She is. Mirror crew. Mirror crew, at least. God, this is and rough. Our own show. Yeah. Oh, this is rough. I haven't had an all frozen the gold yet, and I can feel it. I've had so I've, I've had more than I care to admit. Like, it's really. Mm. I'm starting to think of Barclay's way of, uh, you know. Ooh, yeah, this okay. is nice. I think I'll go go so, By the way, I, I did a few extra straight drops today because I did the math and I thought, okay, I, I can make up the honor. So I did like, yeah. I did what, six straight drops today of the gold, the, the 10,000. And I got two Sulus, Vargas, Bridal Keiko, and Chancellor Martok. And then I threw myself <laughs> off a bridge. <laughs> oh, that's right. So who are you taking here? I, I, I would take Narek here, actually. Really? Explain how. I like Narek actually. I know that there was a it's lot of okay. flack for the. I didn't like the, the the angle with the sister, but I thought his actor and his writing was actually quite good. Hmm. I like the character, and he's also but, easily mm. the best Voyager. He's like Voyager seventy or something like that. Is he really? Is he yeah, but come on, Command of Sex. Yeah, yeah you need true. more yeah, Command of Sex. Yeah, but well, you need more as well, don't you? But Satan's robot's <laughs> got a Satan's robot in it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it could be it could be anything, even another Satan's <laughs> So what if they did Russian nesting doll Satan robots and you like there's like a tinier there's like a tiny robot Danger. inside? Danger. And inside inside the middle is a very little chaotica. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, let's, let's take the Power of the death ray. <laughs> I'll take that. I've lost count. I think this is this is too many. Now. I think I, Robot does have one of my favorite scenes ever, which is when he's mm. like um He's like, I, like, pleafully, like, going up to, like, hey, Paris, like, help! Help! Because he's just, like, like, completely, like, fucked up by the photonic aliens. Yeah. Um, got Leland, right? This is Borg Borg and wishes he was Borg. Um, basically Su- Borg. Basically Pseudo-Borg. Borg. Pseudo Borg, yeah. yeah. Me suit Borg. Leland is good. He, he is, he is still, well, still. Yeah. His, yeah, his calling card is. is... Voyage power, yeah. but again, you have the skill set really offsets that. So it's like... okay. Can I point something I actually really love? Go back to Leland's art. I never noticed that he actually had two hand oh, phases. Oh, he does. Yeah, fully charged and on kill. That, that, <laughs> um, that's dedication. That's quite cool. He is ready to throw down. That's good. Yeah. By the way, we we talk a lot about art. That's good art. Mm. That's n- yeah. Not just the attention to detail, but the quality as well. So yeah, yeah. He gets defeated by a couple of sassy Starfleet officers. Well, there you go. Well. I kind mean, of, that's yeah. Star Trek in a nutshell, so I don't know what you're complaining about, though. What about five? <laughs> I don't think we're taking five here. I, I, I think I want Janeway, because that's... She, one, she's closer to five stars. Also, Janeway's an event name. She's, like, she's all mm, over the place. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> really? Tell us again how... Tell us again how... Uh, what's with her hands on her hips? Because that line cracked me up. <laughs> I forget. Oh, what was it? Yeah, how they're offended. Uh, that that culture was offended by people her putting her hands on hips. Oh really? No, 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 no. You you said she is so Janeway that her ability to oh to yeah, do yeah, that pose. Ball train, ball, yeah. Uh, like she she got assimilated and she's still doing the that pose. Yeah. I can't believe you Take forgot Leland. such a great line. I don't remember my own material. I barely remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would probably take Janeway though. 
I'm kind funny. of thinking Janeway. Shia Porn yeah. says, I thought the Narek Soji romance always brought the show to a screeching halt. Um, I that think that okay. it's like a, a. It's fine. As Star Trek romances go, it's like there's like a really wide variety. <laughs> you have like. You know, it, they can't all be Worf and Dax or like, you know, Riker and Troy. Sometimes you've got to have something like squarely in the middle. It's not Dural and Jadzia from Meridian, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I did, what was wrong with that one? He was as bland as a disappointing pancake. Yeah, no, um, I, I've had rich backers that were, had more characters than he <laughs> Yeah, but that's the kind of guy that Jadzia goes for. <laughs> really? Oh, oh. <laughs> you really want, do you want to have this conversation now, do you? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with um, Siete. Uh, from chat who is saying take Janeway so I'm going to take Janeway I think that's Leland's great I feel he is maybe I don't know, I don't know. we'll see uh, but I, I, I like Janeway I, I like the ball keep by again button I'm going intre- to oh interesting Ooh, costumed and costumed <laughs> I think they're all costumed aren't they're, they uh, no, Loken is not Loken is crazy. he should be <laughs> why no, he's, there's the dis, there's the distinction. Yeah. He's he's an undercover operative, but he's not. Oh, so are you intimating that perhaps some of these are inconsistently applied? No, this one they got right. It's all the other ones that okay. they need to work on. I'm leaning data for purely for holodeck as well because he's holodeck. He is holodeck enthusiast. He's also royalty. Yes, which is cool. Which is yeah, a leap. But Although Kira also is, isn't she? She yes, correct. She is. She's also veteran, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I could go for uh, either Kira or Data, but I'm leaning Data, I think. Data has more event value. I'd go for him. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Kira's fine for events. Yeah, but, they're both. Uh, I mean, they're both about equal. I'd say, but I'd say purely yeah, because sorry, of holiday. I would say uh, collection value because he's got holiday as well as cost. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go holiday enthusiast because that gets me that sweet, sweet Katrine. Uh, not Katrine. Um, Lucille Davenport, Lucille who is Davenport. also costume. Fake fan. <laughs> now there's there's your collection nesting doll. You yeah. invest in a bunch of costumes to get one more costume. Yeah. I think I know who I'm going to take it. Oh, what we got? What we got? Oh, yeah. he wants um, to go Picard. I think. No. 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 You want to take Kamala? I want to take Kamala. Famke. So. I had to. I think. Have I told the story of when I first showed Goldeneye to my my friends? Go on. No. Because it's like, like Goldeneye is the ultimate like um, Bond pop culture and like, like like synthesis. Because you start off the movie and there's Sean Bean, and then within like ten minutes you've got Fat Jensen who is also Jean Grey from the X Men movies. And then little later on past that, you've got Alan Cumming, who's Nightcrawler. You've got Judy Dench. You've got Michael Kitchen. Yeah. If you grew up in the nineties, there is a chance, and you've got uh, Robbie Coltrane. It's just like this smorgasbord of like nineties culture, um, and it's just like that. Like watching Goldeneye through with people who had never seen it before was like really special. So you could take them <laughs> on, and I would be like, you know what, go for it. Why not? She managed to work her way into another Bond spoof movie called I Spy. Came out in two thousand two. Oh god, she's got Eddie, yeah. Eddie Murphy and Owen Wilson, and it's it, it's very good. Eddie Murphy. It's not his best work, but Murphy, it's like yeah. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Look, I've been drinking. This is like my third water. So <laughs> cut, cut me a break. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't drink. This is how bad it gets. You're like no, Bender. You're worse if you're sober. It's good, yeah. Eddie Murphy. So uh, uh, I, I like that movie too. I, I've anyway. got to take Kamala. I've passed her by so many times, and I actually do love the card. So this is. And she is a good. She's a good player. Yeah. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. 
Should we, can we do a 10k? No, bowl? I don't actually think I can. Let me just see because I want to do another couple more days. Let me just run it through. Oh, come on, you, dude! You have 42 million credits. Open some packs. You'll have enough honor. Come on. I've got 20. I can do 20 packs. 0.19. So I'd have to open 10k's worth of. No, I'm not wasting those credits. No, no, no. I think I think I'm done now. What do you need 40 million credits for? Fuck you! What do you need 40 million credits for? That's on. my credits. <laughs> You can't have none. Lame. <laughs> Lame. Coward. <laughs> anyway, I think that will cap off. Oh, look, I can get uh, double your crew on Soji Asher, for fuck's sake. I cannot believe I got two fucking <laughs> frozen bullshit beholds. That's that's what karma for not taking Zek. Zek, uh, I'll put into CS tomorrow, so can I have so Zek one, back one and also... <laughs> some decent holes. Who did I get? I got I got some good stuff. Anyway, uh, guys, thank you for joining us. Lit reminder: we are having the charity stream this Saturday. I am very, very, very hyped. Join us at <laughs> and I'm going to say one o'clock in the afternoon Eastern because I got told off for army time earlier. Thirteen hundred Eastern, uh, five o'clock in the afternoon, seventeen hundred GMT, uh, real time, my time. You know, British time, the real time, the only time that matters. Um, <laughs> Britannia. Britannia rules the way. You know that better than I do. Um, <laughs> well, it's a terrible Sorry. anthem. It is pretty bad. Uh, yes, join us. We will have our charity stream. We're all looking forward to it. We're going to be on for some time. We've got guests. We've got Wicked Realm Games coming on. We're going to have some fun with us doing some really stupid stuff for you to give us some donations. Please come and join us uh, on Saturday at that time. We'll be here for a while if you want to kind of drop in. And, uh, WRG but... Ben says he will be doing some polls on Saturday. So you can. You Abs- your developer into oh, making yes. some bad decisions. Yeah. You have to get in there. <laughs> He's going to come in and like the secret, um, uh, the dev build, and it's going to have like the next five crew that haven't been released, and they're going to pop up in a behold. He's like, hmm, which one should I take? So I've got this elusive treasure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who shall I take? Got, the crew you don't like know Charlie, about? It's, it's got like Charlie X and all the crew that we wanted that Assimilate we never got. Spark. Then, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yes, we will see you Saturday. Please, everyone can join in. Uh, if you want to donate, please make sure you've got your PayPal set up. Don't have to donate. Just come along, join the chat. Have a good time. We're going to enjoy it. We're looking forward to it. Until then, it's bye-bye from myself. Bye-bye from the guys. We will see you next time.